Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, now. Right now. All right. This is episode 258, Review Series Volume 8, OMP M2 V2. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, catch up with everyone's week first. Who would like to go first? Oh, I should probably go first. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, because I missed three weeks in a row. <laughs> well, we all missed two weeks. But uh, yeah, yeah, last last week, last Tuesday, I was coming back from Florida. And I'm going to say Florida because by the time this comes out, my mandatory slash voluntary quarantine will be over. And uh, nobody has COVID in my house, which is good. Nice. But uh, I hope you guys had a good Christmas. I had a good Christmas and a, and a happy new year. And I want to say, dude, Sherman set the Wayback Machine for December 2020 because I got a story for you guys, man. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> and it's just it, most of it's, I don't know, it's like 50-50, some personal and some actually, you know, some actual flying and hobby stuff. But uh, before Christmas, my, my wife goes to Florida like a week before I went, and I went on the Tuesday before Christmas. Well, I think it was the Thursday I was at work and, and she took the dog. So there was no problem with like me having to get home, take care of the dog or anything. So I'm at work on, on, I think it was the Thursday and I open up the back of my van and I have a couple of batteries in the back that are like car sized. And one came shooting out of the back of the van and hit me right past the steel toe part of my boot and like into my foot, into like the knuckle of my big toe. Oh, damn. Dude, oh, stop shit. me dead in my tracks. Like, I've never broken a bone or anything like that, but this just stopped me cold, and I was like, oh, shit. Damn, so, did you mess something up? I, I definitely did, because <laughs> I was walking pretty rough than, for the rest of that day, and when I got home, it yeah. was, dude, it was swollen. I was like, I don't know whether I cracked something. You know, I could move yeah. my toes. It hurt really bad. But uh, I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to Florida next week. We're spending Christmas at Universal Studios. I'm going to be doing walking like crazy. I'm like, if I got to take Advil by the hour, that's what I got to do. You know, I'm like thinking I I haven't taken a a vacation in a year. I don't want to screw up the family Christmas. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't really like pressure wise. I was just like thinking. F this, man. I got to just roll with it and do it, you know? So I fly down to Florida, and uh, the flight, I heard you guys talking about flights last week, and the flight down, I had the whole entire row to myself. Oh, nice. And at one point, I got up to go to the bathroom, and I could see people, like, sleeping on three seats like it was a couch, you know? It was, the plane mm-hmm. was probably awesome. 20 to 35%, or 20 to 30%, you know, full uh was it was a pretty good flight. So get down there, hang out with the kids for a little bit. We we load up, we go to Universal. 
and we're staying on the property uh, with the dogs and everything. It was, and we brought all our Christmas stuff. It, dude, nice. you would have thought we were going for a month. The amount of stuff we had yeah. packed in the car, which I don't recommend. It's the first time we've ever done this. I recommend opening up the presents either before or after the trip. <laughs> don't bring them all uh, with you. But it was cool. You got to carry them both ways too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff to drag around. Mm-hmm. So we go to the park and we're walking to the park the entire time, like back and forth. Yeah. And I'm a guy that maybe I'll do 5,000 steps a day. And I was kind of keeping track of it this time while I was there. And the first day, I think I did 12,000. The second day, it was up over 20,000. And by wow. the end of that day, dude, I could, I was like hobbling and everybody's like, Oh, what's wrong with your foot? And I'm like, I think it's gout, you know, must be the gout. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, like, no, I dropped a you know twelve volt car yeah. battery on my foot and probably broke it. But I yeah, broke my foot. But yeah, it's gout. It's gout. <laughs> so I made it through that okay, and you know, oh man, the the it was really cool. The park was really good about everybody having their their masks on and keeping six feet okay. apart, and it wasn't at capacity, you know, yet because the week in between Christmas and New Year's is definitely when it gets to capacity because mm. we were we were hearing about it like. The, the Sunday is bef- the Sunday we left the Sunday after Christmas. Uh, we uh-huh. went back to the house and that's when it started getting really busy, but it was still, you know, was, we still had a, a lot of fun. It was a great time. So, uh, then I, I get hooked up with, uh, Mr. Shaw. He called me and we were yeah. touch base, touch him, you know, base a few times. And I did fly with him once at the local field down there, which uh-huh. was cool. And <laughs> this is the, f- 550, the logo 550 that I shipped down last year, right? So yeah. I, I set it up. I have the, the Spectrum DX6i. Really, you know, not used to that radio at all anymore. It's like a toy to me. And, uh, I remember Steve used to say that years ago. And I just, you know, and now I can see, yeah. you know, what you were talking about mm-hmm. and just not flying it that much anymore. And I have the icon on it. And I went into that story like last year. But I had never really, I maybe I had two or three flights on it. And after really getting a lot of flights in this year and really getting comfortable, I took that, I took that thing out to the field and I took off with it. And it was super snappy, like really like zero expo, super snappy. I was like, holy shit. Like I'm doing TikToks. I'm like, this is amazing. Like the TikToks are freaking unbelievable. But the mm-hmm. rest of the flying, I was like, wow, I'm barely moving the sticks. Like, yeah, yeah. You're like probably I'm over going over shooting everything. Yeah, definitely. So, cause I'm a thumb guy and I like to, you know, move my thumbs. I, I like to move the sticks, you know, close to the capacity or whatever. I swear I was moving these things maybe a quarter of an inch in each direction. So I was like, maybe a little bit more. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Uh-huh. So I, I put a little bit of expo in, in the radio and, uh, I kind of cut back on the throws slightly. Um, cause I wasn't sure what to do. Um, cause I didn't have a computer with icon software and all that shit. The expo and the radio or one of, one of them definitely helped out, made it more manageable, you know? Uh-huh. So did some flying with Steve. That was, that was really cool. Um, finally got to actually see Steve fly. He's, he flies pretty good, man. He's, you know, everybody has their little routine and, and he's uh-huh. definitely, you know, no slouch. Nice. Let's see. Then what do we do? We went down to, I went to, for New Year's, the kids wanted to go to the Hard Rock Casino in Fort Lauderdale, I think it is. So we drove down there and I spent 
New Year's in the casino. I really didn't play much. It was really strange. Like, I like to play craps. It's all electronic now, or it's all these little yeah. silly dice game things. Yeah, it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. Yeah. But the kids had fun. My wife had fun. Mm-hmm. I think my wife even won some money, just like 100 bucks or something. Nice. But that was a weird experience because a lot of people were there, and it was, you know, regular, almost a regular casino experience. Like, there was a lot of people there, and... Most of the people were wearing masks. Some were wearing masks off their nose, and some weren't wearing uh-huh. masks at all. So I was yeah. like, oh, boy. I'm like in the uh, Petri dish right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after New Year's, uh, Steve and I decided that uh, we'd take like a, a day and go down and see Frank Mordiaos. Yeah. Nice. Down at his field. I got to tell you, that was that was a lot of fun, too, man. I had such How a good How long was day. the drive? It was two hours. Oh, that's not roughly. bad at all. Yeah, that's no. not bad at all. Yeah. No, I drove up to my mom also, and she's two hours north, you know, past Torches. Mm-hmm. Um, and Frank was it, Frank's down south past Miami. So, yeah, it's, I'm in a pretty good spot down there, you know. Yeah. So got to Frank's field. Steve drove uh, and was a really nice day. It was like 72 degrees, zero humidity. And... uh they were trying to tell me how it's like this all year, all year round down there. I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Frank was there with Don Shaw. I got to meet Don Shaw. He's uh, another guy that flies down at that field. Really nice field, dude. And I got to see some enormous jets, turbine jets that oh, yeah. I'd never seen jets this big before. It was amazing to see them like, in person, how, how large they were, and, and just to actually see them fly. But I got to say, dude, the jet guys are the, in South Miami, Florida, are the exact same guys that they are in North Jersey, man. It's like, hey, man, that jet's awesome. Like, that's freaking so cool, dude. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and that's all you okay, get. Get away from me. Don't, yeah, don't, don't yeah. on my plane. <laughs> you're you're uh-huh. too close. You're a little too close. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, I had <laughs> such a good day. And I got to tell you, man, I'm down there. This is the farthest south I've ever been on the planet uh and so i didn't and i don't know why i said that but i didn't want to obviously didn't want to crash the first flight so i was kind of like nervous and my hands were shaking a little bit the first flight a little jittery but the flight was cool you know i said that like i said that the, the day was good and uh wasn't windy at all so i started to settle down after that and i got a bunch of flights in down there uh with frank and and steve shaw man and dude, Frank has been getting really good. Like, yeah, he's he's no no slouch either, man. He was uh, doing some really good flying, and we just had a lot of fun. He's lost a he's lost a bit of weight. He looks nice. good, man. It was really that's good. Awesome to hear. Hanging out yeah, with him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude, man. Definitely, we had some laughs. He was like, "Oh man, I can't wait till you move down here." Like, just we had we had a lot of fun, and then we went to a <laughs> we went to a Spanish place for dinner after that. Oh yeah. I gotta say thanks, Frank, for buying. Uh and it was we walked in, dude, and nobody spoke English. And I'm thinking Ah, nice, authentic. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> how many Spanish words do I know that won't get me thrown out of here? Uh, Two. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like we were both like, Frank, what did they say? You know? Well the food was good. It was it was it was cool, man. What kind of food was it? You said It was just Spanish food. It was yeah. chicken and rice I had. Roscompolio. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
And I got that from I Love Lucy. Nice. But uh, I got to say, while I was driving around, dude, driving up to mom's, driving here, there, we drove all over the place. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to listen to the two Planker episodes, and uh, <laughs> he did a good job. Mike did a good job on him. Yeah. Yep. He did I, an awesome job. I heard Motorhead uh, at some point, and I also heard Ripper Owens doing some singing, uh, some Christmas songs. And I went back and, you know, just I listened to the whole thing. And, of course, it's all the stuff he put together, the movie stuff, the Star Wars and all that. And uh, I got to say, dude, Ian was amazing as Yoda and SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I had a chance to, like, listen to that or I haven't heard it in a while and just, like, you know, interwoven with your normal life, you know, sort so to speak. And I was like, wow, it really hits you like he did a great job. I think I even sent him a text. I was like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, you were spot on with the, with the Yoda and SpongeBob. So then the ride home, dude, was uh, we all got on a plane, which was, and I know, you, like I said, I know you guys mentioned this last week. You weren't sure, like, with COVID, what was going on. Well, yeah. there wasn't a seat empty. It was packed on the way home. Ah, wow. Gosh. Yeah, which I was kind of surprised at. I it didn't matter, uh, you know, that much to me because, you know, we, we had we had everything. We had the dog and we got our little routine down. But definitely, definitely a little strange. Of course, my wife is yelling at everybody. Put, the, <laughs> put their mask on. Stay in your seat. You know, you got up too soon. Yeah. It was. It was you got up too soon. Yeah, dude, she's, yeah, she's a riot. I think I even heard somebody say, well, we're back in Jersey. <laughs> commenting about her, you know, yelling at people. Yeah. She was like, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. So I dove in a little bit to, um, after that, uh, this weekend, didn't do any flying here in Jersey this weekend because it was like, I think in the 20s, maybe 30s this this weekend. Just, uh, I wasn't really into it. Kind of been cleaning up the house and just, you know, doing other things. I was on call too. So, uh, I was actually on call driving home from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tuesday night, but uh, I I started to dive into the R two D two I'm working on, which um, has these two Arduino based like boards that I think I mentioned before. It's it's like you're burning EEPROMs, and they're great for the setup. And you've, you've seen video of it, you know, running around, and it's working off of two Bluetooth controllers. But he really doesn't have a tie in for the body. He kind of does, but. Uh, been kind of diving into the programming of those individual boards and then also the programming of the main like arduino board and it's basically learning a language like how things are communicating and what needs to change to make you know what action happen after you push what button so it's been really interesting i've been i've been really like it's kind of like reverse engineering what this guy did but uh so i've been messing with that just slightly the other night cool Oh, and let me just tell you what I got for Christmas real quick, because you guys yeah didn't have anything yeah, really hobby related. No, I uh, opened up my Christmas presents on uh, Christmas Day, and my wife got me a uh, a four hundred six dual charger. Nice, oh, sweet, yeah, which was amazing, and um, she also got me a tail servo, an uh, expert tail servo. Oh that's an. Did you need a tail servo or something? I probably will. Yeah, eventually. 
You know, <laughs> you know when I when I decide on what seven hundred to get, yeah. Which one, the the R two T or? I think so. I got to look at it. I just it's yeah. still in the package. You're like awesome. I guess you're okay with me buying another helicopter. <laughs> well, it's funny. You want to hear a funny story? I'm like, yeah. She started like about a month before Christmas. She's like, I need Mike D's number because I want to call him and I want to get you something for Christmas. And I'm like, I don't need anything. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't need you finding out how much this shit actually is. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh yeah, so she's like, oh, well, that's, uh, I forgot. You know, we're all on the same account. So I have his contacts or when we shared accounts at one point. So she must have got a hold of Mike. And (laughs) Mike was like the same way. He was like, oh, geez, what do I tell her? So he's like, I know he wants a 700 and he knows I, I, I was seriously looking at the Spectre, um, you know, the XL Power 700. And she was like, oh no, without even looking at it, she was like, oh no, he has one of those. <laughs> so I kind of got <laughs> off the hook there. And, uh, yeah, then Mike recommended, uh, Tailstorm, which was great, both great recommendations, oh. you know. I already used the charger down in Florida. Works great. I really like it. Um, just for the fact that it's really simple in, you know, the, as you're charging, you can see the IRs like with the next button, you know, yep. very, yep. very cool little charger. So that's what I've been up to. Well, who's next? You want to I can go next. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get any flying done this week. The weather's been kind of bad. We had a couple of good days, but I was busy doing other stuff. But I did get started on this Oxy 5 build. I yeah. know. I can't believe it. I saw that. When you sent that picture, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. You know, I, I set the bar so incredibly low mm-hmm. that if I just do one little thing, you guys are impressed. You're yeah, like, wow. yeah. I put four screws in. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Managing expectations. I love it. Nice. <laughs> um, I worked on it. See, I started on Monday, which was yesterday for us. Worked about an hour and a half Monday, and I put about an hour in this morning. I've got yes. all the tail done and all the head built, swash plate and all that kind of stuff. Haven't started on the frame yet. Uh, I got to say, I'm really impressed with the tail parts, like the fit, finish. Yeah. Everything went together, and it was very loose. I didn't have to finagle anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, once I put the tail control rod on, it is tighter than I would like. I think it's the the ball link mm-hmm. for the control arm, and I think the two ball links that go to the little links on the pitch slider, they okay. might need to be sized just a little bit because everything was super loose till I snapped all the ball links together. Yeah. And it's okay. not bad. It's just a little bit stiff. I think if I run a, a ball link sizer through them yeah, a little bit, it it'll be fine. Yeah. Bodo sizer. Yep. That's what I've got. Nice. And, uh, so, you know, I like, I dig this big rectangular boom. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. And let's see, what else have I done? I'm kind of starting to gather stuff up for the Goblin Raw build when that thing starts shipping out. Nice. nice. I've got servos. I've got a 130 Hobbywing ESC, mm-hmm. but I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you sure you have it then? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I bought one from Shaggy at probably the chill out last year. Mm. You know, I have one of those too, Andy, but I can't find <laughs> mine either. So yeah. I'm in the same boat. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I just misplaced it. But once I find that, I'll have all the stuff I need, except for the kit. I think I saw when you were driving away, Shaggy had a little string on it, and it popped out. Is that of what it was? Here. Yeah. Jerked it back out of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a little bit of wrenching, no flying. Did you do any simming Friday? Else. I did Sam. Yes. Oh. I did oh, nice. Sam on Friday. I forgot about that. I always forget. We had a really good turnout. I know. Just dude. about all the Helihead guys were there, except for uh-huh. Sobe, which he never shows up. He's too cool for it, I guess. Yeah. I got a call at like five minutes to eight. I was so mad. Yeah. 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 I told the guys you had a call. They were asking about you. Yeah, Kevin McGrady was there, Gucci, Dan Turiak, Scott Graham. All those guys were already on the Discord when I logged in at like 8 o'clock. <laughs> damn. Like, damn. Damn, guys. It's starting early, huh? Wow. But it was fun. Normal crowd. Steve Shaw. Uh, Ian was there. Nice. You know, the usual suspects. Awesome. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. So, Steve, what have you been up to? Um, so first I want to, I know we were talking about like the motor setups that I had available for my raw, yes. but yeah, I didn't want to make a correction. It, I do not actually have a 4535. I had a 4530 and a 4525 lightning. Nice. So I'm going to go with the lightning motor. Um, and I'm going to do this, you know, match it up to Scorpion 130 I have available. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens. Um, I don't, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I guess I, I buy a lot of stuff and forget about it because, um, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to switch stuff. No, I, I actually have a 130 and a 200 that are sitting outside, like, you know, as spares. So I pretty much, I don't have to touch the Black Thunder at all. I can leave that the way it's set up. Nice. And, you know, and I got two motor choices and two ESC choices. So um, nice. I'll go with the lighter version and see how it goes. Try to make it as pretty light as possible. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so let's see. Besides that, I did not sim on, on Friday. Yeah, I know. I'm an, I'm an ass. Um, Friday, so my wife want to, you know, hang out and, and kind of go out for dinner and kind of hang out and do stuff. So Friday is kind of reserved for her now. I did get a chance to go out flying Saturday, and I went up to Fredericksburg. And, you know, it's when I looked at the weather, it was like a high of 45. Real feel about 40. I'm like, okay, you know, let's see. And I get out there, and it's not too bad until I get out of the car, and I'm like, holy crap, it's like 15 mile per hour, just constant wind. Like Uh the wind's not giving up, just constant wind across that field. I'm just like, uh, it's not too bad. You know, you stand in the sun, you get warm from the sun, but uh, yeah, it was pretty windy. Um, (laughs) And of course, you know, I'm like, ah. I got I got this new little helicopter I want to try flying and I you know I'm going to be doing a review on so I got to I got to fly it and I, I'm going to try flying it in the wind. So I tried flying so talking about the M1 um I did buy the M1 recently to do another review 
a little bit later on. Um, I want to actually do an M1, M2 comparison, so cool. I ended up buying both. Nice. But So I took the M1, and I took it off, and I was like, oh, I can't believe it's flying. It's not, you know, it's the wind's pushing it, but it's like I can keep it in one spot if I wanted to, right? Just going back against the wind, it's full collective, and it's like crawling. But I'm able to fly it, and it held. And like the tail hold, you know, it, it was flying really well. Um, nice. And then, of course, you know, I, I took a couple of flights on that, um, and then I took the M2 out. And said, let's see how this handles the wind. I think I messed up the tail. <laughs> what? I think I messed Again? up the no 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 like the setting wise, I think I messed up the gyro oh. settings on the tail. Because in bank one it holds pretty good and I can fly, but in bank two it's for some reason not acting really well. So I gotta take a look at that. But um but I was able to still fly that in the wind too, which I was pretty impressed. Um in the window, I do feel like I need a lot more room. Because it's does like you're chasing it you know it's yeah, it's it's hard sure. to not but um i did get a couple of flights on the 580 uh electric and nitro uh two on the electric and i think only one on the nitro my hands were freezing by then um but yeah those those feel great in the wind they don't really care you know i mean they do dip a little here and there when it catches the blades in a certain way but beyond that you know you, you can still kind of fly around everything so so that was cool um but that day was kind of short, like because of the, the weather and the, you know temperature. I didn't get a lot of flights in. I didn't really want to stay too much at the field, so kind of cut that day short and went home. The next day, though, oh, actually, so let me rewind a little bit. So on Saturday, Rob Cole came by, and you know, he just came by and you know just hang out, say what's up. Uh, he was in the area. Nice. But he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go flying tomorrow at RCHL," and I'm like, "Hmm." I'd like to go flying because today was cold and I didn't really, you know, like I flew, but the wind made it like not enjoyable, right? Like, so I'm like, all right, let me see. I uh, woke up Sunday and I was like, oh, wow, it's it's actually not too windy and sunny out. So, and checking the weather it was the same like temperature, but no wind. So it was like 40 something, 45, I think 43, but no wind. Okay. So I go down there. Um. And this time, I actually brought Hunter to the field with me. Oh boy! Yeah, so so you know, I was I was going down there like, yeah, I'll probably get a flight in. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm gonna be watching him all. Um, but I pulled I pulled into our CHL, and I noticed some kid riding a little ATV on the the flight. You know, like the uh, field. Didn't think much of it. Pulling, and then he like kind of pulled up around the car, and I was like, oh, that's a little toddler. Like oh great, <laughs> like someone hunt you know someone that's hunter's age. This is fantastic. Um, it was so you know Ronnie and, and Tammy, um, Clay, their son Justin has a son. You know they have a son, um, JC, and I think he's four years old. And Hunter's three, turning four this year. So they're like right around the same age. So you know, Hunter was a bit shy at first, but once once he kind of got used to, um, used to JC and and you know, uh, Tammy. Really, Tammy was kind of watching him. It was he was like, you know, he just was running around with them, and they were they. He jumped on the back of his ATV, started riding around the parking lot. <laughs> oh wow, you know? nice! And then Hunter took a turn and tried to drive it, but he didn't really understand steering and 
and the gas pedal too well, but he did <laughs> he did ride it around and you know he, he enjoyed himself. Um, but during all that, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Let me go get the right. M1 and the M2 back out. Um, first, I flew the M2 first. You know, um, seeing if I if like the wind was the issue with the tail or if it was like a gyro setting. And, you know, it was a gyro setting for sure. With no wind, I was still blowing out the tail all weird and stuff. But uh, I was fighting that. And, you know, in bank one, I can still smack it around and the tail holds. So I was just kind of doing my thing. And uh, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something. Hmm? Can you just adjust the setting back to the same one as in I bank could, one? I could. I just I, I didn't bring the instructions, so you got. It's like I'll talk okay. about it in the review, but it's like uh, beast X kind of thing. You have to push buttons. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but I was just flying around, and I don't remember what I was doing, but it, that ended up going to dirt. <laughs> like, oops. Oh. Um, not bad, but I broke two servo horns. But that was it. So you know, I just put it away for the day. I was like, all right, let me. Bust out the M1. Let's see this little thing. And I was like, Jay, you got to check this little thing out. It's so small. Um, and that was doing great. I was having a lot of fun. Like with the RCHOs feels small, but with a small helicopter, it feels big. Like you can, right. you can do hurricanes right in it and everything. Like it feels great. So I was doing a lot of, um, a lot of fast flight and a lot of like loops that come down really low. Mm-hmm. And that ended up going in. Um, <laughs> so, Steve, wait a minute. The, the, the RCHO field, that's by the airport, by Raleigh East Airport, mm-hmm. the little airport, right? There's a little airport there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little private, you know, private airport there. So, where do you, where do you guys park? I'm looking at a satellite view and I'm like, Holy yeah, between cow. the runway and the field. There's oh, okay. like a little gravel road with a little shed. And you'll probably see a carport. Yeah. And so the M1, M1 went in, and I gotta say, it actually handled the crash perfectly, and nothing broke on it. I bent the the tail blade a little bit, and I kind of bent it back. But what stopped me from flying more is that, and this is all me, not the helicopter in the crash. I double sided the satellite receiver down, but I never like zip tied it or anything, you know, dental floss or whatever, something to tie it down. So mm-hmm. I guess in the crash, and I dug the tail in on the crash. I did break the tail fin too. But um, I guess the tail went in and the satellite went up because a corner of the satellite got chopped off oh. by the blades. So, like, ha- you know, one antenna on one side and that corner of the PCV and everything got chopped off. Um, oh jeez! So I was like, yeah, I'll just buy another satellite, and but I'll put it away for now. So I, I, I was like, okay, I'm like, all right, two two helis already. I'm good now. I'm gonna fly the 580 Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got my crashes out, you know. Nice. The RCHO field have taken two helis, but not my third. So I ended up busting out the 580 Nitro, and I, um, you know, I did a what felt like a pretty good pull. I don't know. To me, like I had a lot of fun flying, you know, um, practicing on some left nose TikToks, everyone TikToks. Nice. And then I transitioned to a nose down, and I was gonna do a nose down TikTok, but I hit the wrong collective, and, and so I hit too much negative when I went like nose down to kind of mm-hmm. go towards me. 
so I, at that point, I was just like the helicopter almost leveled off. It was flying back, like, you know, inverted, going away from me. So I just kept it. So I kind of went up and looped it around, bogging the crap out of that 55, oh. <laughs> getting up to the top, almost like, oh, I, I just, and I held it. I was like, it's gonna, it's gonna pull through. It's gonna pull. And it did. It pulled through. It didn't stall the motor or nothing. Nice. <laughs> it came down and let it, let it breathe again. Um, and then I finished the flight and it was great. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just fun to fly that nitro. I'm, I really feel connected with that helicopter. Um, the way it's set up and the way it feels like, you know, if I want to be snappy, I can be, if I want to be kind of, um, more precision, like more smoother, I can, you know? So I feel, I feel pretty good flying that helicopter. So I'm enjoying that. And it did go home in one piece. So awesome. Uh, let's see. I think, uh, trying to think. Did I do anything else? No, I didn't do any buying or anything. Oh, I mean, I did pre-order the raw. I don't know if I spoke about that. So the that's raw? on pre-order. Yeah. Raw. And um, so I do have pretty much everything to put that heli together. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I officially said my my thoughts on that. I know I've told you guys that I really like it. I like the way it looks. Very nice looking helicopter. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's different, you know, as far as like the, the canopy and yeah. not having to take it off. Um, I'm interested in seeing what people are going to do that don't run canopies. I guess just not have it on at all yeah. and see what that actually looks like with, you know, quote unquote naked. No, you have uh, no choice. You better run it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you can't get the landing gears on without having the bottom part. So no, right. imagine. <laughs> yeah, just paint it black. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, rapid carbon. Done. Term- there you go. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I don't know. I think that I think it looks cool, and I know you know, purists will probably hate the, the boom idea. Whatever. I think you know SAB has put their uh, time into this hobby that they can they can go this way if they want to. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Harley makes an electric bike. Harley makes the V-Rod, which is not a traditional right. Harley motor, but, you know. And you, I'm sure you know, right? Some purists would be like, oh, that's not a real Harley. That's a Buell, you know, or, yeah, or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, my feelings always has been it's the same as, you know, if you're riding, you're riding. If you're flying, you're flying. It's uh-huh. just go out and do it, man. Yeah. Just don't buy that one if you don't like it. Right. Exactly. You don't yeah. have to have every single one they make. So uh-huh. what's wrong with options? Uh-huh. But don't talk about it if you don't like it. Yep. Change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's get into this review, huh? Yes. I haven't done a review in a while. Yep. All right. You guys gonna be answering me the questions or what are we doing here? Am I answering <laughs> am I asking myself? What are we gonna ask do? yourself and then answer it. <laughs> and All Kevin right. are gonna take a nap. No. All right. Here we go. So, Steve, what do you think? <laughs> What's your first impression? Oh, no, no, we'll we'll ask you questions. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into it. What is your first impressions? Yeah. Tell us what we're talking about. The OMP M2 is that what yes. it is? The OMP M2 version two. So, okay. Version two. Yeah. So to be you know um, to be explicit, like there's a there's an EX version, an EXP version, and, an, and a V2 version. EXP is like, I think, the original one. Um, 
Okay. It's a little bit different design, but this one, but I think they're similar enough that, you know, if you were to buy the ESP, it would probably have the same characteristics. Um, but I do not have, you know, disclaimer, I, don't, I never flew the ESP version, so I don't know how it really does compare to this. I know the version 2, they made some improvements. So um, if you're in the market for this, I would recommend getting the version 2. All right. So um, the box, you know, the box is it's nice. It's like a, it's, it's a cardboard wrapped foam box, right? So you kind of slide the foam box out of the cardboard. And um, what's great is the foam box doubles as a carrying case. Which reminds me very much of like a blade heli, right? Like you get right, blade right, heli right. boxes. It's kind of how you carry the heli around in a case. So, um, you know, taking the heli out of the, the foam box, it's it's nice. You know, we're talking. You know, I actually have it next to me, so I can kind of go over some of the descriptions to be, you know, make sure I'm accurate. Give me a second. I'll take it out of the box here. So, just so our listeners know, like, what size blades are on this thing? Just so they have something like an idea of how big it is. Yeah. Okay. So the M2, it runs 175 millimeter main blades. Okay. Um, so basically, they're, they're saying it's a 400 millimeter rotor disc. Uh, one thing, the couple things that I noticed right off the bat when I took it out of the box is the 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 materials they use are amazing. Like you know, it's it's there's not really any plastic on here. I mean, besides plastic blades and, you know, a couple of components that are plastic, but like the landing gears, but the frames are carbon fiber, all the bearing blocks are aluminum, uh, tail booms aluminum in a kind of like a teardrop shape. It's, it's very compass, uh, which is the compass that had the teardrop. Was it the um, 360, the warp? But yeah, it has like a teardrop. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't know which model had that. Yeah, I forgot which one it is, or if it was the XO, but it has a teardrop. I think it was the XO. It has a teardrop um, boom, but it's like a, how do I describe it? It's very, like, edgy teardrop. It's not just, like, smooth teardrop, but it's, like, kind of like how the oxy booms are rounded, square. It's yeah. like a rounded teardrop. That's a carbon fiber tail fin. It's a direct drive. Uh, two motor setup, right? So you have a a tail driven motor, and then you also have a main motor, very similar to like the like the Goblin uh, Fireball, um, having a direct motor that's attached to the main shaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has actual servos, like not you know regular. I don't know what you call them. Not regular the servos. Linear things yeah. that blade uses. Right, not the linear weird exposed servos that you get from the blade helis. Um, it has like a all-in-one unit up front that has uh, a flybrows unit that's basically on top of a uh, an ESC, a dual you know two-motor ESC for the tail and the the main rotor. Beyond that, the canopy, you know, fiberglass canopy. Um, the color scheme oh, really? pops. Yeah, wow. color scheme is is nice and bright. I got the orange version, so it's orange and gray, and. You know, it has like a, you can tell it's fiberglass, it's white on the inside. Um, the canopy mounts are aluminum, you know, just all the little bits and pieces are, are nice, you know, aluminum and carbon fiber. A couple of things are plastic, like obviously, you know, your servo stuff, your servo link's going to be that. Um, the anti-rotation guide is also plastic. And then the blades, uh, the main blades feel like plastic, but like a composite and the tail blades are straight up like ABS or something. Okay. Um, 
stick. Uh, tail blades are bolted on with two little 1.5 millimeter screws. So I kind of like that too. Um, a lot of the blade stuff or other helicopters maybe in this size might be press fit tail blades or something like that, which is, you know, ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, but this is pretty nice. Uh, the motors are, it's interesting. They're all sunny sky motors. So for flight test folks and, and, um, just people that fly foamy airplanes or buy, you know, that type of stuff will know sunny sky quad motors too, I believe. Right. So, interesting. Another thing that was quite surprising on the first impression is it comes with a battery. I didn't think it came with a battery. I didn't, I bought two batteries, you know, thinking it didn't come with any batteries. So that was a, a nice surprise. And what size battery does it come with? It is a 3S. I'm going to say eight. Sorry. What does it say here? 650. Okay. Yeah, 11 volt 650 milliamp battery. Um, it's an OMP hobby branded one. I'm not sure who actually makes it or. But I'm pretty sure they get it sourced, um, outsourced from someone else. Uh, it does have uh, a battery tray system, which is very nice too. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that, I think, in the later parts. Okay. So, what about the build, Steve? How did that go? Or is there anything to build? No, there's nothing to build. <laughs> it's basically buy and fly. Um, I guess the only air quote building I would have to do is um, taking the extra uh, battery trays and adding them to the batteries, um, which to mention, it does come with, I want to say it came with one extra battery tray. Okay. So, so that was neat too. So it comes with two trays, what you're comes saying. comes with two trays and one right. battery. Right. Okay. Um, uh, the other thing I had to do is, you know, um, I guess that's kind of considered building is I had, had to put my own DSMX uh, receiver on it, satellite. Um, if you're using FHSS, Futaba protocol, and I think it's that's also, I think other companies use that protocol now too, or maybe clone cloning that protocol, but um, you can bind that directly to a Futaba okay. transmitter. Or you can run an external satellite like I am. I had to put the, you know, you have to put the batteries on the battery trays and kind of put that together. Um, is that a pain bought, in the ass to get in and out? Or is it just, it slides in and out easy? It slides in and out easy, but I know a lot of folks with either the Logo 200, because this is basically um, very similar to Logo 200, um, or the old, the previous version, the M2 ESP, they say that the tab, you can break the tab easily because it's kind of this metal um, blocking mechanism that's screwed onto the, the side frame. Okay. So the carbon fiber piece is cut out and it just pivots on itself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's cut out like a, and it uses itself, like the carbon fiber itself as a hinge. Mm-hmm. So if you pull too hard, you can snap the carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a lot of folks have snapped it. <laughs> you know, okay. you run the canopy; it's not too much of a worry because it'll kind of keep the battery in there. But you wouldn't be able to, you know, run a battery without the canopy if that thing snaps. So you do have to be careful with that. Um, I never even knew about that until, you know, I was kind of talking to other people about this, Holly. Right. Uh, so I, so I never really even thought about doing it lately. I just kind of pull on into it releases the battery and and so far i've been lucky and it hasn't snapped or you know frayed on me or anything so 
Nice. Yeah. Um, no, so I did buy extra batteries and extra battery trays. And I want to mm-hmm. say, um, you know, when you buy batteries, really when you buy the battery trays, I like that battery trays come with the Velcro straps and stuff, mm-hmm. like whatever you need to build the tray. Um, this one doesn't. It's just the trays alone. So you have to kind of source your own um, uh, Velcro okay. for the battery and the tray or double-sided tape if you want to do that method. Um, and then the strap that goes around the tray. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. So I'm glad I had some um, Oxy Velcro straps because it's the same style and thickness material. So that worked pretty well. Okay, cool. So what about the setup? I know there's not much to set up, but what radio are you using and stuff like yeah. that? So, uh, you know, I have a DX9. Um, so that's what I end up using, right? That's what I use for my mine and flight right. planes and, you know, my combat bird. So I I put a satellite on there. And I don't, I, yeah, I think it's a lemon. It's not even like a real, <laughs> real satellite, <laughs> but something I had. The binding was a pain in the ass. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't figure out how to bind it. There's a bind button, but that button is for the FHSS receiver built into it. So it's not for All the right. satellite. Oh. So I did, you know, kind of a hacky thing where I took a regular DSMX receiver, put the satellite on it, and bind it to that receiver. And then I take that binded receiver and plugged it in here. And that worked. So that's something to note. Um, is there a way to, to do it? I couldn't know? find a way. Okay. I couldn't find a way at all, you know. Um, and when I go to dislikes, I'll, I'll explain why. That's uh, that's something I think sounds kind of familiar, especially uh, amongst the the quad guys. I think uh-huh. you and I had to do that once with a quad year, years ago. Yeah. Some of the, the uh, flight controllers didn't have a bind button back then. Right. And... You know, I think you can bind it through like the software by telling it to right. go into thinking, bind mode. Yeah, I was thinking most of that stuff you can, like on a quad, you can use Betaflight or something and yeah. bind it. But uh, still, like I, I had very little could, luck. <laughs> if you was able to, yeah, work um, it that I way could not this. find a way to do it. So, I mean, if there is a method, you know, and you're listening, you know, let us know, and we can uh, make a correction. But yeah, I couldn't figure out a way and. To be honest, like I did a little bit of YouTube searching and basically landed on TJ Williams's um, video from because uh, he works at he used to work at Buddy RC um, and this is where I actually bought it. So um, I just okay. kind of took his video and did the setup, but the binding part I just did on my own. Um, I don't know if he went over the binding on that. What else was there? Oh, one of the things I noticed. So after a couple flights, I noticed that the negative pitch and positive wasn't even you know at, at first you kind of don't notice because you're, you're trying to get used to it yeah but after after a couple of flights i kind of got used to the characters of the heli and and then it's easy just kind of like okay go negative punch out oh yeah that's <laughs> a little bit faster doing tiktoks i noticed you know or anything that goes back and forth on the collective i was overshooting all the negative stuff um so i looked at it I put it on the bench and i put a pitch gauge on on these blades and you know it's it's hard because it's such a small heli to get a like an uh you know one of the pitch blades that slide onto the blades. Yeah. But as far as I could tell, it was about two degrees positive at mid stick, and then it was also um yeah. So I was getting like 
I was getting way off on the on the thing. So basically, I just ended up saying, "Forget it. Let me redo the mechanical setup on it." And so I, I dialed in zero and dialed in twelve and 11, um, twelve positive and negative. And at that point, it was fine. Okay. So your first flight, dude. How did that go? Uh, it went good for about. Uh, okay, so I took off, <laughs> I, and I want to say, you know, getting used to right. Just take off in bank one. What is it going to do? Oh, notice that it has self level in bank one. Okay, cool. Okay. Bank two, does it have self level? No. Okay, that's a three D uh, bank. Bank three, okay. No. So bank two and three are all three D banks. You can flip it. You can you know kind of flop it around, do whatever you want. Bank one though is uh, normal mode, which has self level. So it's, it's it's good for when you're trying to learn, I guess, if you're buying something like this as maybe a, a transition heli from a sim to real life and you want to have a small heli to fly and, and learn. It has a normal mode, so you can kind of at least take off and then switch into bank two and bank three, right? Um, I would say it was about 50 seconds into the f- first flight. Um, i checking out the period rate, checking out the roll and the... The flip rate. Um, roll and flip in bank three. I mean, yeah, in bank three was a little bit slow for me. Um, but the tail felt good. The tail speed was fine for me. So I started, you know, half pure flipping, flying inverted, kind of collective stops. For a small heli, this thing collective stops really well. Like, it stops. Um, nice. Just nice. And I noticed the tail was holding, you know. I would do a half pure and go into a, um inverted um, clockwise tail first hurricane, and it would just hold the tail around the hurricane. Like, okay, no problem, you know. Do a funnel, funnel, fine. Um, but yeah, about fifty seconds into the flight, I was kind of doing some back flipping, traveling backflips, and I kind of popped out of it, and I was coming nose down from right to left, and I went right into a tree. Like, I came right down onto this tree that I have in my front yard. Um, I thought I was a little bit closer to myself than the tree. So I thought I would be land in front of the tree, but um, no, mm-hmm. I landed in the tree. Um, yeah. So I crashed nice. right into a tree on my first flight, oh, which took me out of commission. And the next topic, which I'll yeah. describe why. Yeah, well, you talked about crashing. So tell us about the crash. Like, how much did you break? Yeah. So I broke the two front servo arms. And the tail blades. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't oh, really bad. talk. About, yeah, I didn't really talk about this, but the helicopter, I guess, first impression-wise, I should have said this is that it comes with a bit of spare parts, and I, I love spare oh, parts when cool. you buy a helicopter, right? Yeah, that's like, really nice. You know, when you buy a blade, you might get a set of mains and tail, and like, you know, maybe some screws and some hardware and a screwdriver, right? So this came with um, no tools, but it came with. Uh, a bunch of screws and, and bolts and stuff, like small little things. But it came with a set of servo arms. Nice. Cool, right? Um, and it came with a main shaft and a spindle shaft. And oh, a bolt that's for cool. So cool, right? Yeah. Um, but, of course, my first crash into the tree, I broke servo arms, which I have, but not tail blades. So I cracked the tail blades right off. Wait, right off. wait, wait. So they give you all of that stuff and they don't give you tail blades? No, and the tail blades are like these little, you know, maybe that about seems like the first thing two and a half inch. Right, right. They're like this little plastic, thin plastic that's about two and a half. Probably inch cost a penny and a half to make. Diameter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, but whatever. And the canopy got a little <laughs> bit chipped, you know, and so. Yeah, that don't matter. So it was fine. I ended up, you know, at least at the very least, I fixed the servo arms, um, which was great that it came with it. Uh, all right. So I ordered some parts and I ordered a whole bunch of parts for it. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll talk about the parts in the next section because it's kind of related to what I like about this helicopter. Um, but I got new tail blades and I got it back flying. Okay. Second flight. This time I lasted more than uh, <laughs> like a minute. Oh, boy. I, yeah. I was about 450 out of five minute flight. So I was okay. just at the point where like you basically, you know, you need to land. You're, you're going to hit low voltage soon, right? And I crashed again. <laughs> Again, into a tree. Again, the second time. But this time, I only broke one elevator servo arm. So I broke the front two last time. And now right. this time, I only broke the one rear elevator servo arm. And, and, you know, so I just used the last one I had in the kit. So I fixed that. And I go right back out. All right. Third crash. Oh, I mean, third flight. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We're still uh, in the crash section. This is hilarious. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, so third flight, I'm flying, and I'm getting really comfortable now, right? Like, to the point where, like, I'm flying my backyard, and I'm, I'm, you know, maybe less than five feet high, you know, but, like, my flying style is I'll pop up 10 feet, come down two or three feet, stop it, and, you know, and pop up, and kind of, you know, that's kind of like the the flight characteristics of my flight style, right? Like it pops up, comes back down, pops up, comes back down. So um, I'm doing a lot of that stuff. And I ended up crashing inverted. Ooh. And this, this, one, this one was a hard one. So right off the bat, all three servo arms broken, which I'm guessing since they give you a set, this is something that they are as a known failure point, right? Like by design to yeah, break servo arms. Designed to fail. Yeah, which is fantastic. Save the servo gears. Yeah, sure. Break the arms. Um, and I sheared the main shaft. So okay. I sheared the, the head right off the main shaft. Um, so, okay. That was crash number three. So you know, I ordered parts and I had the parts in and I ordered quite a bit of parts, but it came with a main shaft. So that was great. I had, you know, I ordered servo arms, so I got servo arms and, and I'm putting back on, um, the blades are still the original blades. I still fly with, um, I have nice. not changed the blades out or, you know, the landing gears or anything, anything other structurally on the helicopter, you know, no DFC links, none of that stuff. Like, um, okay. Oh, I did, I did lose, um, I did lose not – I lost a servo link, like, from the, the servo to the swash. Okay. But worst part of it all is I lost the ball from the servo arm. Oh. Uh, and, and that was one thing I did not order because mm. the first couple of crashes, like, they just stayed on the, the um, servo linkage, right? So, so Yeah, it, so the link it, popped off and took the ball with it. Took the ball with it, uh. yeah. So, so that was, um, that was uh, I think, about a week down on this because I had to order that. And, you know, all this is happening during December, um, getting close to Christmas. So we all know what, you know, USPS was like during that time. But um, this, you know, I got, the, I got the ball from Cliff. Cliff, you know, he, um, he has an M2, and so he hooked me up with uh, the ball and the nut for it. 
So nice. I, it got me back in the air, and I had linkages, so I, I rebuilt the link, and, and I had it back in the air. Um, uh, and then, so now I went to Fredericksburg, right? Because, you know, I had to meet up with Cliff and get that stuff, and then fixed it right there. And um, I go take it up again. So this is now my fourth flight on the helicopter. And, you know, at this point, like, this helicopter is so, it flies so well that you get comfortable quick and you, it actually, like, because it's so small and it's so cheap for parts, you're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to quote unquote send it, like, skip right. bump, head bump, whatever. I don't care. I'm just going to send it, you know, try to miss the ground by near misses every time, you know, mm-hmm. um, and one of the near misses was not really a near miss and <laughs> I was flipping around and I couldn't pull the elevator fast enough or in turn pull the tail around fast enough. So I dug the tail right into uh, dirt, like, like it fence posted it oh, man. <laughs> into the dirt and you know, it hit, <laughs> it hit, it popped up pureing like crazy and I throttle hold and, and just landed it. Um, ended up breaking two servo arms and a tail boom this time Um, and then I want to say this was the beginning of the end of the tail motor so fly fifth sixth seventh eighth going about yeah about three or four flights after that Um, I couldn't get the tail to hold tail would hold in a hover pitch pump it would kind of kick out a little which is like okay that sucks but whatever I'll fly through it Um, forward flight be kind of fine but soon as as soon as any pressure is put on the tail, like flying sideways or uh, or trying to do like a loop or flips, the tail will blow out. I'm like, what's going on? And this is when I started messing with the gyro. I started messing with the gyro settings and try to, you know, adjust the gains to maybe increase the gains. Maybe something got knocked wacky with the radio or something, so the gains were too low. You Let didn't me try think that maybe gain. stabbing the motor in the ground <laughs> might have affected it? I mean, I didn't even break the tail fin. So I was like, ah, the motor's got to be fine. It's got to be fine. <laughs> I mean, the tail fit would have broke first, right? Come on. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> so, so that you know, flight five and six was at Fredericksburg, and I was like, okay, this thing is now flying right. I'm trying to fly it with Cliff, you know, tandem, tandem flights with Chris and his own PM2. And it's just like, it's just too much to like, you know, try not to crash, but also not have real control over your tail or not have confidence in the tail yeah. where it's going to be when you... Yeah. Pop collective. So <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm going to put it away. I'll take a look at it later. The next day, I flew it in my backyard. And I was like, pitch pump. Spin, 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 spin. Just like, as soon as I give collective, it's just pirouetting like crazy, right? Okay, right. and then I stop. Hover. It's fine. Pirouette. <laughs> like, you know, positive. Pirouette, pirouette, pirouette. Oh, boy. Come back, you know, back eye level. It stops. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Let me land this. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, let me try adjusting the gains again. That didn't do anything. I'm like, okay, something's got to be wrong with the tail. And then I feel the tail motor, and it's freaking boiling. Uh. <laughs> it's hot as hell. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a brushless motor about to give. <laughs> I was like, I really want to fly this, and I got a charge battery, so forget it. I don't care. I'm going to fly it. And I flew it, and it was – I didn't crash it, but um, I did one flip. Which the tail kicked out ninety, and then I corrected, and then did another flip. Which then the tail just kept on spinning out of control. And at that point, I was like, "This motor's done." Um, I landed it. Me being a persistent 
asshole. I um, <laughs> tried taking off again, and as soon as I take off, it's pirouetting. The tail motor's dead. So, so I landed back down, and I ordered a tail motor. This was a week before Christmas. I didn't get the motor till um, two days, no, a day before New Year's. No, was it New Year's? No, it was a day. It was that Saturday after. Right, New Year's was on a Friday. Yeah, it was that Saturday. I got the motor, so it took almost. I think it took about three weeks. I think I was what I was when I actually look at the dates. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's flying good, and I flew it at RCHO and crashed it. But I only broke the servo horn on the rear. Oh, and I noticed my um, you know the 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 swash plate how. You have the anti-rotation guide off the back, um, um, off the swash plate. You have that, you know, the ball link that has that extra anti-rotation part. Right. Yeah. That thing has a probably about a five degree kink downwards. I'm noticing looking at it sideways now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, I, you know, which is fine because I ordered a set of ball links and it comes with the the ball links, which is fantastic. But yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. I'll send you guys a a picture of it. So, so, dude, in all these crashes, the total number of parts, did you have to, like, just get change out of your couch to <clears> pay for it or or what? What do you think case. it was? All right. So this is a like, and this is why it's a like. So one of the likes that I love about this helicopter is the price for parts. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list this. It's going to be kind of long. But just keep in mind all this stuff for $75 to my door. Okay. Okay. So I bought one extra um, 3S650 OMP Hobby M2 battery. So it's a battery pack. Ordered a set of servo linkages, rods, um, tail boom, which comes with two. I ordered two sets of servo arms, which are three in a bag. Um, battery tray, which comes three. Uh, ball link ends, which comes with a 12 count. So like just the ends for the rods. Uh, tail fins comes in two. Tail blades. Two quantities, but they come four in each pack, wow. so you get eight. Um, main shaft comes with two. DFC links, which comes with four. A spindle shaft set, which comes with two. Main blades, and I bought two sets, an orange and yellow. And that was all $75 shipped to my door, plus with tax, shipping, all that, whatever. Wow. And nice. besides having to order a tail motor, I have not needed anything but what I bought so far with all those crashes. Like I still and I still have parts. Now, granted, this I'm on my the second of the two tail booms already from I don't know some other crash recently uh, where I sheared <laughs> off the tail boom. Uh, <laughs> that poor <but>, helicopter. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna fly like what it, I what in my opinion is meant for. Right. To smack it around and have fun and learn. Um. So all that and I'm still within that seventy five dollars of parts cost. Yeah, damn! On all those parts, you should get at least four more flights. Yeah, I'll probably crashing. get at, at, <laughs> at the very least. If I don't, if I don't get killed a tail boom, I have at least, I would say, you know, twenty, thirty flights. But at least five more crashes. I would. I'm gonna go with that much. Five more crashes, so probably five more flights. Because I'm looking here, yes. you, you know, the first four flights was a crash per flight. Yes. Yes. Oh. And I think part of the reason is that I'm I'm flying in my yard. So size wise, flying this in in like a space, um, 
it's small. You can you can fly like you know if you have good control and collective management, you can fly it in a small yard, maybe you know like a twenty by twenty box, you know. Okay. Um, you know, and and do full three D. I'm not talking about just putting around. I'm talking about like yeah. inverted, you know, flying circuits and stuff, and you know, you know, pirouetting circuits, and you know, my shitty pyro flips and stuff. You can do it. Um, it holds. It it works. It's it's quite impressive. So the other thing yeah. I was going to ask is, uh, what kind of flight times can you get out of this thing, or can oh. you tell that yet? Have you had a full flight? <laughs> no, I have. Remember, I had four, oh. four minute fifty seconds out of five. So okay. that was pretty much a full flight. Okay. It flies but, all the way to the crash, Kevin. It flies all the way to the crashes. Yeah, from ground to so, ground. So it so originally it tells you to set a <laughs> it's, it's uh, a five minute flight time. Um, okay. At least that's what Jay says in the in the video. I would say I do about four and a half to five minutes. Like I'm, I hit five minutes sometimes. And I'm at like fifteen percent on the battery. Like, I'm I'm draining the battery pretty much all the way, you know. So I would say about a four minute flight, four minute solid three D flight will probably be what you'll get, you yeah. know, on, on bank three, and you know, smacking it around and flying it, pretty pretty not I wouldn't say hard, but kind of aggressive, you know. Let's say that. Okay. Just talking about parts pricing and stuff. Did you say how much that tail motor was? Your place. Uh, it so was. Looking, is it the sixteen dollar one? Yeah, I think it was like fifteen, sixteen dollars. It wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah. So that's that's not bad at all. Even though you had to replace it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cheap. One thing I can talk about, and, and I guess let's go right into the likes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is um, working on this helicopter. I hate. I mean. Okay, let me not hate something, but I very much dislike working on things as small as an Oxy-2. Let's be honest. I didn't like working on an Oxy-2. It's very small. The bolts are very small. It's very hard. This helicopter is very small too, right? It's, right. you know, an Oxy-2, one, was it 180 or 170 blades to 210? So this is very similar in size right. as an Oxy-2. And, you know, it has the small screws, which... You know, it's annoying, but it's not. It's not a lot of them. It's not that bad. Like the way it's put together, it's it's not too bad. It does have like yeah. a two piece frame setup, but even with that, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of screws that you know. Especially, I think because the most parts I'm I'm taking apart, it's removing the servos to replace servo arms. Really, that's what I'm I'm replacing the most. You know, maybe the, the tail boom, like I said, and the motor I'd replace, but. Um, I did have to do a spindle on it and a main shaft, but like it's it's very easy. Like as far as I guess co- you know, quote unquote parts count wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice. One thing I will say, and some folks, um, I guess maybe as like a, a not a tech tip, but a, an FYI is the Scorpion. Um, 1.5 millimeter, they don't exactly fit in here. They're kind of too tight. Really? And, and uh, Yeah. Like it's, you know, like it's machined too close. Mm-hmm. So I actually use like a, I don't know, like a little RC car one I had that's 1.5 hex, but it's not, you know, the the material isn't as good. So it's, it's a little bit rounded, but that fits perfectly. Yeah. And it works really well. And I haven't stripped the screw or anything. Um, you know, using a, a bit that's a little bit 
on the rounder side that I really like for especially for one point five. You know, you can usually strip out you can strip the insides of those hex bolts really easy. Mm-hmm. So so I found that to be an interesting um thing I noticed about this helicopter. Uh, another thing I really like about this, because I don't like two bladed helis, usually, the direct drive helis, right? Um, especially tail driven. Two, two motor helis, you mean? Right, two motor helis, yes. Um, I don't like the, the tail motor, usually. Mm-hmm. It's, you hear it, yeah. you feel fun. You hear that, that whine, you pitch pump, you hear it wind up and wind How's back. How's it sound? but i have to say this is way way quieter than the blade 230s the 230s is so loud to me it's very loud and it's kind of distracting almost if you're not ready for it it's like comedically loud right like it makes you want to laugh at it which Um, i do (laughs) yeah yeah um this one it's loud but it's not that bad and maybe it's because the 230 uses a three-bladed tail setup and this one uses a two-bladed tail setup yeah don't yeah. know probably but, right. um, you know and i think the motor is probably smaller um which is also a sunny sky motor in the back um but yeah it i noticed that right off the bat when, and and i thought that was uh that was nice of it you know not to sound like an angry wasp not so much at least um it also flies really good out the box with like no tuning, no setup. I mean, don't crash it, but if you don't crash it, the setup, you know, it works. Um, the other thing I really like about it, and I'm going to compare it to Blade. Um, sorry, Blade. Sorry, Horizon Hobby, but um, this type of helicopter, you would think, like, if this was a Blade, right? If this was a, a Blade 230S, you crash it, you fix it. You're not always guaranteed that it's going to fly the same. And I'm not sure why that's the case, but it's just my personal experience I've had with blade helicopters. Like mm-hmm. maybe a crash or two would be fine, but after a while it gets so beat up that it doesn't fly right after that. It just doesn't. My MCPX BL2 doesn't fly right now. Like, you know, and I've replaced spindles, main shafts, all the rotating parts, bearings, you know. So I don't know if it's just wear and tear on other parts that I'm not noticing to replace, but. Eventually, they don't fly as well. And this, I've crashed, you know, half a dozen times, you know, pretty hard too on some of those. And put it back together, take off, and it's just, it flies just like it was. So it's very, um, it reminds, it makes me feel like I'm flying a proper kit heli. You know, you can replace the parts and it will fly just like it's brand new. You know, so uh, that was an interesting thing I noticed about this that I liked. I was actually going to ask you about that. I think you're absolutely right. When you crash uh, some of the smaller stuff one too many times, you can never get it back. You, it, you're right. It's like there's something got tweaked or, you know, mm-hmm. for some reason that replacement part didn't fit the way it should. Or, Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. That's good to know. Um, cool. I think that's all I have for the likes. Okay. Oh. Nice. So, the fun stuff, what do you dislike about it? So, this was actually very hard. Um, I'm, I am pretty happy with this helicopter, the layout and the way everything is set up and the flight characteristics, even the Flybrows unit that's on there, you know? I know some people will be like, well, why didn't you get the Logo 200? Um, but for dislikes, what I would have to say is that I don't like how you program 
this fly bros and and you know call me a v bro snob whatever um i just i don't like pushing buttons on a fly bros unit to tune things um i don't know what i'm doing it's more like okay there's a default let's try three clicks up or okay that doesn't feel good let's try three clicks out you know i, I just don't i don't know i i rather plug some values in or hook it up to a computer at this point and get some real values in there than to try to program it with like a little you know 1.5 hex thing and try to push these you know um, buttons that are on the circuit board that's kind of poked through the top of the uh, flybrows controller mm-hmm. kind of like a bsex setup um bsex is is different but it's very similar to that type of setup um so, but at least you can program it, right? So that is a good point, but I just don't like how you need to program it. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing is I don't like that it comes with all these extra parts, but it doesn't come with extra set of blades. I feel like that's a cheap enough thing to throw in the kit that would get someone flying right back if they were to break a blade. Yeah. Especially yeah. the tail blades, because they are, in my opinion, pretty weak. So right. that would be another dislike that the tail blades are kind of weak. But I mean, you need to have a failure point, and I'm okay with the tail blades. Which come four in a pack, you know? Yeah, so. sure. I mean, they're super cheap. Why couldn't mm-hmm. they throw a couple in there? Yeah, just maybe just one or two in a set of mains. I think they would have. Seems uh, like the from what you're saying, the mains sound like they're pretty durable, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, the mains just I good. have to say are they're plastic, but there's got to be some kind of nylon. It's, you know, there's a little flex to it, and you you can feel the flex in the air a little, but it's not to the point where you're gonna be like, I need to get carbon fiber blades like no you can fly these very well and they they have enough um pop and stop and you know to to fly like that yeah um yeah so i wish it came with blades uh the other thing is it doesn't come with a manual now it does come with a little booklet to show you to tell you how to program the fly browse unit but it doesn't come with a setup manual so like i had no idea how to set up for dsmx um for spectrum um, even if I had Futaba, I would have no idea because they don't tell you what you need to do to set up your radio. And that's one thing Blade has over this, right? You get a Blade helicopter, you get a manual, you yeah. set up the radio to that manual, and you're, you're, you're already set up for success for your initial f- takeoff. This one, not so much, but I do have to say TJ um, did a great job making that, that video. Uh, on a, on the OMP um, on the Buddy RC uh, YouTube page, mm-hmm. their YouTube channel, um, and he goes over pretty much the whole setup of you know setting up the radio, setting up the model, the channel assignments, the um, your pitch curves, throttle curves, all of that stuff. The, he goes over all of it, so so that's pretty cool. Um, I think that, some, I think mm-hmm. that is on their website also. Uh, the videos you, are yeah, where you can actually buy the helicopter. Yep. Yep, and it looks like they have two manuals: a product manual look, and a flight. Control yeah, I'm manual. looking at the instruction manual, but it doesn't really tell you anything. Uh, it has the parts breakdowns of everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't tell you how to do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so really, no tech tips or mods for no, this. No, I mean, so I don't have any tips yet on this. Uh, everything is stock and it flies really well, so I, I really can't recommend anything as a tech tip um hmm. no no i mean the only tech tip i would say is use a little bit of a warren 1.5 millimeter i feel like the bolt sizes are just they're not maybe perfectly sized at the size because you know they're that might 
Yeah, I've run into that a few times with the Scorpion driver, actually. Mm-hmm. So it might um, be a Scorpion driver thing? It Maybe might be a Scorpion driver over. thing. Like yeah. It fits most bolts better because it's a little snug. It doesn't round out as bad. But some cheaper bolts, I've it won't even go in. Yeah, and that's I have the problem. To get I, had. A, I have to get a cheaper driver. Yes, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense, but yeah. So yes. that I think the Scorpion is made to the like max tolerance, tolerance. Yeah, so that, that it doesn't sense. slip. But if the bolt's not perfect, you kind of run into an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the mods I think you probably could do is to stand on the other side of that tree. Before you fly, I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I already, I already spoke to the wife. Um, she's like, I'm like, I'm gonna cut that tree down. You cool with that? She's like, I don't care. It's coming so down. I'm, yeah, it's a small tree, maybe three inches in diameter, and it's like I don't know what tree it is, but the the leaves are evergreens, but they're spiky, and they suck. Because try climbing a tree that has spiky leaves, sucks. Even if I'm just pulling a ladder next to it and trying to pull the helicopter out of it. It sucks. It scratched the shit out of my arm. So that tree is definitely mm, that's weird. Getting Get axed. Down. Yep. All right. So in conclusion, yeah. What, what's your wrap up thoughts? All right. So I'm gonna say now with no experience flying the local 200, right? So I don't want to compare it to that. I have to say this is the best heli I've flown in this size. Wow. It has the best tail performance and hold. Um. You know, bang for the buck, you can't, you know, this, this, if you had a Futaba radio, right, this would be buying and fly. The ESP version is 280 bucks, you know, and this version is 350 bucks. Um, and it comes with a battery pack. So if, like I said, if you're Futaba, you buy and fly and you're, you're ready to go. It has everything, you know? Um, the flight characteristics are fantastic. It flies, it's quick, it's agile, but it's manageable. It, I don't ever feel like I'm, it's too fast and I'm trying to, you know, catch it. It's it, it just feels like I'm you know what it feels like? It feels like I'm flying my Oxy three, but in an Oxy two size. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um I think the the logo to this is like half the price of the logo two hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, the logo two hundred is six hundred bucks plus a hundred if you want the case, yeah. Um this crashes super well, you know. I mean I've Definitely put it through his paces. And I got to say, the stuff you want to be ready to buy is servo horns. Buy a whole bunch of that. Buy your tail booms, your tail blades, um, your main and spindle shafts. And, you know, if you want to dig the tail in like I did, buy a tail motor. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, it's not too much. That's that's not a large part list of things to yeah, keep stock like, of. Yeah, it's like $40 worth of stuff. Yeah, not even, you know. So... And dude, um, do you know what's funny? I'm on a couple of sites as you're talking about, you know, the model, and I went on to Mikado USA, uh, and I looked at the logo 200, and I went to optional parts, and a lot of the optional parts are OMP hobby aluminum main rotor grip, OMP metal yes. swash plate. Yes. Um, so this is so the logo 200 is an OMP rebranded helicopter except it has you know um a neo instead of the fly brows unit it comes with a mini neo uh, i believe the servo is the same i believe the motor the you know pretty much everything is the same except for the landing gears i think they use carbon fiber landing gears 
and OMB uses uh, nylon plastic ones, uh, which okay. I prefer better because I've you know same battery wood, I've yet to, and everything. Yet to break it. Is it the same battery? I think so too. Even though, yeah, the same battery OMP six fifty milliamp. Yeah. So it's just a rebranded you know version, but with the Neo, which has the the right. uh, anti gravity, right? So right. it yeah. probably feels like an Oxy five, you know, instead of an Oxy three. <laughs> right. So, um, but I do love that the parts prices are very reasonable, um, and for the most part, you're getting two or more of that part when you order one bag of parts. Um, which I think is crutch when you know when you're talking about small helicopters and you know you're gonna drive these things in. Yeah. Like if you're not driving a small helicopter and you're not flying it right, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed that they also had uh, a rebuild kit for the servos, which I think is pretty good at, yep. at that size. I mean, they're ten gram servos. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's it's a really good heli for the for the money, in my yeah. opinion. So let me ask you this. I was thinking about this as you were describing it and going over the whole review. Like, to me, this wouldn't be like we always recommend if somebody says, I, I don't know what I'm doing and I've, I maybe I've flown a few planes, but I want to fly helicopters. We always say, you know, the Blade mm-hmm. um, 230. This yes. seems to me more uh, on a level of somebody that really has been flying planes for a while or quads for a while and wants to get in into helicopters, like a little more advanced than the than the 230 what do you think yeah i would definitely say um this so i think that i don't think this like let me put it this way i don't think this would replace the 230 right as a beginner helicopter um i don't you know like for someone who's been in planes for a while like let's say mike the planker before you know if he were to get this instead of whatever he started with um i would probably recommend still the blade 230s for him, you know, mm-hmm. um, this I think is someone who likes that size, but now wants like an oxy type of helicopter, the one that's going to be able to More perform. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. it's going to perform just like an oxy, just like the bigger helis, you know, without the float, of course, you know, yeah, without the hang time. But you know, you can you can fly it, you can do all your same maneuvers for the most part without having to worry like. Can it do it? Is the tail going to hold? Am I going to, you know, like right. like that type of thought that small helis usually induce for, for you know, proficient heli pilots, right? Oh, the tail never holds right, or I could blow it out all the time, or, you know, they don't fly right, they, they're too pitchy, they're too quick, you know? So this kind of fits the bill where, like, if you're, uh, you, you know, maybe, like, not a novice, not a straight beginner, but, uh, you know, you're still kind of learning, you can... Use the self-level mode, the bank one, the normal mode, and fly it around until you get used to it enough and build enough confidence to start flipping it around. And at that point, um, flying in bank one or bank two, which is my bank one, the way I think about um, 3D mode, right? It it you know it will do whatever you really ask for it for the most part. Um, it is small, so be mindful of the size and how far you fly from yourself, but also. It is small and it freaking screams a little bit, so watch out. Don't hit yourself with it either. Okay, you know, um, <laughs> you gotta you gotta have that good in between where you're comfortable flying, kind of close but not too close with even the small size helicopter. Yeah. Okay. That is it for the review. Um, 
like I mentioned earlier in you know um, what I've been up to, I did have I do have an M1, so my plan is to do an M1 review. And at that end of the review, I'm going to compare the M1 versus the M2 as far as my opinion, my thoughts on it, um, as an additional conclusion to that review. So right. stay tuned. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I want you guys to fly it, so I'll, I'll make sure it's, it's not crashed. And uh, next time we meet up, I'll, you, know, you guys can take a couple pulls on it and, and you know, check it out and see what you think. I'm That's curious great. to get your opinions on it. Cool. Especially you, Kevin, because you fly a lot of Oxy three, you know, so you know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to fly this. I think you know, you'll see what I mean. But I want I want you to try it. Okay. All right. Do we have a planker segment? I don't think we do. Man, do we? Oh man! Oh man! You know, as soon as Mike starts drinking, he just yeah, he goes off the uh, you know <laughs> fucking long end over there, man. And now we don't got any more plankers segments. <laughs> I know there's more to it than just booze, but yeah, I understand, Mike. I understand. Uh, all right, let's move to news and announcements then. Okay, news and announcements. All right, what do we got? All this talk of the Goblin Raw, Raw. And- Raw. We haven't mentioned the new SAB UK Genesis, which yes. is their F3C full fuselage model. Uh-huh. Dude, you know how old I am? How old are you? When I hear Genesis, now you're going to think the Bible, uh-huh. but I. No, I, you think of the band. I th- no, I think of Star oh. Trek. Oh, that too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Genesis. I think of the band. Genesis. So I'm probably old too. How can you be deaf with ears that big? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys think, man? I think it looks pretty cool. I think it's it looks cool. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I was telling you guys one thing I noticed they've done is a tapered main shaft where it goes yeah. into the head block. I think Why? that's really that's good. so cool. Different. Get that, yeah. Get, get that. Um, head block perfectly aligned to the shaft, no axial run out. Hmm. Uh, which uh, is a, you didn't know that was what that was for? No, no, no idea. No, I didn't either. Yeah, I'm just assuming. I mean, that would be the reason to put the taper in there. Uh, since this is a F3C model, you want everything you can do to eliminate vibration, make everything smooth and mm-hmm. perfect. So, that's cool. I like that. Uh, some of the specs. This runs 690 to 760 millimeter blades. 105 to 115 tails. Uh, comes with a unique size. It, it, yeah, it comes with their new F3C 474 millimeter blades. Uh, no. 747. Yeah, I'm a seven. Seven. Oh my gosh, I'm so dyslexic. Seven four seven. What I say? Four seventy four. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Wait, Sounds like something I would do. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, seven four mm-hmm. seven. That is kind of a unique size. Yeah. Why, why not seven fifty? Right. Right. Why not seven forty five? Or like why forty yeah. seven? Yeah. But if you can, why not? I guess. Yeah. 
main rotor ratio, 11.8 to 8.8. If you remember us talking about the raw, that's the same. I bet yeah. it's got the same transmission. I believe so. It's based off the cracking, yep. Yeah. Uh, Typical yeah. motor is uh, yeah. 45.25. Right. Uh-huh. And get yourself a 12S. 160 or 200 amp speed controller. Mm-hmm. Yep. They do not recommend this for 3D. You will boom strike it. This is a F3C model. Uh-huh. The only time I really saw one of these Uricray or however you pronounce that. Uricai. Uricai models fly is when Rybert came down to, uh, not Rybert, um, Chris Diamante came uh-huh. down to our event. And oh, he was yeah, still yeah. 3D is. <laughs> I think he did slightly, yeah. Yeah, like, you know. I mean, I'm sure you could, but 3D, you'd have right? to do, like, smooth 3D. Smooth 3D, yes. It's got to be smooth. Mm-hmm. You can pre-order it now for 1640 bucks. Okay. Nice. Oh, not me. Just anybody can do it. No, right. you have to do it, Kevin. All right, let me, you, let me put that back in the cart. You wanted a 700. Yeah. <laughs> Take that back out of the cart. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's expensive, but comparing it to like a Quest or something, it's, it's, a it's probably, I don't know, it's probably cheaper than a Quest, to be honest. I, think I don't right know, on I haven't bar. priced one, but I'm yeah, sure it's remember. in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? I come across this uh, announcement from Scorpion about a specific initialization sequence for the Tribunus 2 ESCs. And they say when using a new Tribunus 2 ESC, either the 6S 120 amp, the 12S 80 or 130 amp, has come to our attention there is a specific initialization initialization sequence which may need to be followed depending on your model setup and they're talking about with using a backup guard system which outputs 5.5 volts you power on the backup guard prior to the ESC or power on the backup guard directly after plugging in the ESC the ESC sees 5 point whatever volts prior to being fully initialized will lock up the ESC or will lock the ESC to this BEC voltage. Yeah. My bad. Oh. So then your your BEC will put be putting out five point whatever volts instead okay. of whatever you had it set up. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, solution is very simple. Plug in the ESC first and wait for it to fully initialize before powering on your backup guard. Wow. Okay. I mean, it, to know. it's pretty I clear. I think it would depend on your way. backup system. Right. Yeah. Because the ones we use just determine whatever the BEC is putting out yeah. and set themselves to that. So I don't think this would be an issue nope. with any of the, well, most of them actually. Yeah. Which ones put out five volts no matter what? The Scorpion Bug? I think maybe the Scorpion Bug or the Pulse Defender, maybe. I don't know. I think yeah. the ones that carry a battery, right? Like, you can plug it in. Well, no, because the OptiPower one With the exclusion of that, whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's the exclusion of that? Because that one is auto on and you have to turn it off. Uh, yeah. While the That's, other ones yeah, you turn right. on. You're and right. a lot of people, so I think, um, a lot of people like to do that. They'd like to initialize their flybros unit with their bug or whatever. Right. And then plug in their mains, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So be aware of that if if you're running a setup like that, you could get into a situation where your BC is only putting out five point something volts instead of seven point four eight or whatever you have it set at. Yeah, that's no good. No good. No bueno. Uh huh. All right. Next on the list, got too many tabs open. Never have too many tabs open. I'm sorry, Kevin. There is an update to the Oxy 2, and this is the Oxy 2 SH, edition mm. 2021. I wonder what SH stands for. It stands for shh. <laughs> it's the Oxy 2 shh. <laughs> uh, I don't know what SH stands for, to be honest. And the Simple, just, Simply Heli? I don't know. Maybe. Super heli. Super heli. Super. I'm not exactly sure what has changed, to be honest. I've looked through some of the the stuff here, but I'm not familiar with the original Oxy 2, so I'm having trouble determining what the difference is. I think there's been an update to the frame. Yes. Um, Possibly it it comes already with, with a stretched boom, so you can run longer blades. Other yeah. than that, I'm not sure. I think the frame spacing is wider because okay. um, you can put to what they call standard flybarless um, options too. Okay. So, like, I think you couldn't okay. use like an, a regular icon on an Oxy Two before, right? Right. Um, a Neo does fit on an Oxy Two, so I don't think they're talking about that. But yeah, okay. So for other flybarless units that are wider, you know, it's a little bit different those. frame. Yeah. You know, like a beast X, right? You can put a beast X on an Oxy two because it's not wide enough. But maybe right. with this version, you can. Yeah, I would think you'd have trouble with a lot of units. Pretty much ne- all, but the Neo's, Neos the most narrow. Yeah, like yeah. Spirit or mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. Brain Icon. Yep. All right. Well, go to linksheli dot com and check that out, or any of your dealers. You normally get your oxy stuff from. Uh-huh. Like I say, I apologize for not knowing all the differences, but since I don't know anything about the oxy two, I couldn't tell what was different. Okay, so mm-hmm. go check it out. Yeah. yeah, check it out. Cool. What else we got? Uh, the last thing I put on the list was a warbird from Ocean RC. I saw they had three warbirds just recently come out. Uh, looks Ooh, like this looks nice. Yeah, looks like it's more than I thought it was, though. It's an ARF. I, I thought it's an ARF, yeah, but I thought it was foam. It's I think it's balsa, and it's more or less nitro, uh, made for you know gas motor or a fuel motor, uh-huh. fuel engine. Excuse me. I guess you could yeah, put a brushless balsa. on this if you wanted to. Yeah, you could put electric on there, no problem. Yeah, I see one. I see a picture of the electric, the one with the the battery hatch open in the front by the canopy. Oh yeah, <laughs> which they have a battery of a puff battery. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it looks puff, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of thing stands out to me because I don't the know if people. Details amazing now. I don't know if people yeah, get but, like kind of fed up with some of the Warbirds, but I like the P40. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They have a Spitfire and a Hellcat that are all 60 inch wingspan. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty nice. 61.8, actually. Oh. oh. Yeah, almost 62 inches. And 1570 millimeter, another kind of weird size. Yeah. Large battery hatch. The P40 has a large battery hatch area to fit any array of LiPo battery sizes, including puff batteries. <laughs> <laughs> including slightly puffed batteries. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, so it's an RF. You'll need a bunch of stuff. It, inf- it includes retracts, though, which I thought was pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah. So you'll yeah. need a radio and motor ESC. They're, they're recommending uh 400 kV brushless outrunner motor or a two-stroke gas, which uh, they're looking looking at a 17cc. So a very small gas engine, if you want to yeah. do that. Or you could probably put it like a 60-size nitro in there, I imagine. Yeah. No, you got to run gas, dude. I mean, if I'm if I wasn't doing electric, I would do gas. I would, natural so planes are just kind of meh. Yeah, let's say you got to do something, something that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw something like that. I thought it was pretty cool. That's a very cool. Maybe uh, Fitz from Hobby View will get one one of these and give it a review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this a new line that they're carrying? This uh, Nexa? I don't know. We might have to ask George about that. It looks like it because they have other Nexa planes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, there's a Banshee, which looks pretty nice, too. Banshee and the Douglas C-47. Douglas, yep. It's ball, so George doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, they got like mm-hmm. nine different planes I've seen here. Oh, no, 10, 11. P-38, that's cool, too. He only uses balsa and fiberglass in his helicopters. Uh-huh. He only flies foam planes. Damn it, George. Damn it, George. Where are you? <laughs> Damn it, George. Where are you? Is right. If you look at the uh, the A24 the Banshee, there's a picture. It says, size right, easy to transport. And there's like a little <laughs> girl, toddler, <laughs> with a 72 megahertz antenna, you know, transmitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> She's got her pink croc shoes on. It's <laughs> pretty cute. Yeah. It's cool. Awesome. Cool. All right. We got anything else? And no, I don't want a $100 gift card if I were to do a survey. God, I hate websites that pop up with that crap. Yeah. No, no I, think, I think that's it. Think, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Let's uh, move on to what's next for you in the hobby then. Oof. What's next for you, Steve? Uh, so I do need to fix the M2 and M1. Well, the M1 is not really much fixed, but I do have to order a satellite receiver for that. So get that back up in the air so I can finish off doing the review. Um, let's see. Beyond that, I have the motor and the ESC that I'm going to be using for the RAW. Um, I want to take. They're like on the Kraken motor mount, you know, and stuff. Is it came out of the um, when I had the 700 Kraken electric before I converted to nitro. So I need to take that off the, you know, I just want to pull all that stuff up so it's all ready to go. Um, uh, oh, I never talked about servos. So 
Uh, I don't want to buy anything right now. I've kind of been buying a lot of things, especially with these, you know, OMP helis that I'm trying out. So I'm, I need servos. I'm just going to pull them off the gasser for now. Um, and then I'll probably replace them as soon as I can get another stop, you know, set of servos in. So, oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, this, you know, with me trying to get back into the hobby, I'm, you know, I want to, I want to have, I want to have fun without any real restrictions. Like, I don't, you know, if I want to dig into the collective, I want to dig in the collective. So I haven't really been flying the gas or much. So I figure, you know, if I had to take it out of any heli, let me take it out of that for now. And um, I'll replace as soon as I get another set in. So, okay, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I'll probably do that. You know, I don't think I maybe try flying this weekend. We'll see. I don't know how the weather's going to be, but if it's good enough, I will. If not, I'll fly my yard. Okay. You know? Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Well, I don't think I'm going to be flying this weekend because it looks like there's going to be a lot of rain on Saturday and pretty cold on Sunday. I got to tell you, I acclimated very quickly to Florida. After a week, I was walking outside. It was 60 degrees. And I'm like, damn, it's cold out. Maybe I should put pants on <laughs> and a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, uh, no, seriously, though, I was like, holy cow. Like, I really and I usually like I like it cold. But I was like, wow, I am ready to move. And I, usually when it's 80 degrees, I, 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 I don't like it like it's. I can feel it, and uh-huh. but when we were down in Miami, I was like, it was eighty degrees, and I was just like, nah, I'm dealing with it. I kind of enjoying the sun, you know. Huh. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna try and hit the sim though Friday night. I got to do that. I must do that. I'm gonna crawl yeah, to the sim to. if I have to. Yeah, because I miss that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I miss flying, and I'll probably be. Uh, programming r2 a little more just messing around with that i wanted i was telling steve i think i was telling both of you guys that i i ordered a couple more of those boards i have a couple and they're Uh really cheap and the components are really cheap and i'm just going to make like a mock-up setup that i can you know program back and forth without you know messing with with him too much only because you know i I don't want to have servos going the wrong way and then i got to redo stuff so i'll see if i can do some trial and error on a on a standalone board on a bench first. So I might mess around with that. But that's it for me, man. What about you, Andy? Well, I got to finish building this Oxy-5. Yeah, man. And I was going to say I probably made it this week. But I'm not sure if I remember to order the mini servo mounts. Okay. Just thinking about that today. So I got to go look. I think I did. But to be honest, it's been so freaking long since I bought all this stuff that I kind of forgot if I did or didn't. And I've got many servos to go in it, so I may have to order those. Dude, I can give you a tip, too. Um, Oh, yeah? The push rod might be in the tail boom, unless you pulled that out. I found it. Okay. Yeah, I found that. I found that. <laughs> You're going to laugh, but I pull everything out of the box. I'm sitting there. I was like, okay, I'm going to build the tail. I'm looking. I was like, where the hell is the damn push rod? I get, so I look back in the box again. I was like, there's no push rod in here. And then I thought of you. I was like, oh, I bet it's in the boom. Sure enough, <laughs> it was there. Yes. So. Saving heli builds <laughs> one person at a time. Yeah, nice. You have. 
you have. <laughs> so I got to see if I, like I said, if I have the servo mounts, I should be able to finish it and maiden it later this week or maybe over the weekend. That'll be cool, man. And I've got to pull, I think I'm going to, for the raw, I think I'm going to pull, I've got a set of cyclic servos in this N7 Nitro I got from you, Steve. Uh-huh. Hopefully those servos are good. It's the brushless BK 8000 whatevers. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I've not ever tried. I've never even powered them up. So I guess they're okay. If they're you not, I'm going to yell at back. you. <laughs> Will you buy them back? I'll buy them back from you. Don't even try them. Just sell them right back to me. <laughs> I need a set of servos. <laughs> he just said he's going to rip them out of his gasser. <laughs> yeah. I probably yeah. could do that because I was thinking about getting a set of uh, experts for it. I was like, nah, I'll just use those BKs. I mean, if you're in no rush, sell those back to me and then you can order experts and I can rock those. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm no we'll rush talk. because I yeah. don't have the kit yet. Yeah, true. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I also, I've got the, like I said, I got to find that ESC. If I can't find it, I guess I'll just order one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I, I found a tail servo, so I'm good for that. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So, building this Oxy 5 and possibly flying it. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. I'm very curious to hear what you think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very inte- impressed by the tail stuff. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Easy to put together. No, like, uh, fiddling with it. You know what I mean? No fitment issues of any sort. Yeah, no fitment issues. A lot of helis I've built, I mean, they go together fine, but you could see where people, if they're not careful, would have issues and stuff. And, like, stuff's a little too tight or this or that. You kind of got to make sure you don't over-tighten stuff. This one went together really easy and, like, Everything was really loose, like it should be. So I was impressed by that. Yeah, we didn't get a frame where it's uh, tabbed and stuff like that. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm probably going to start on that tomorrow. Uh, I was having trouble downloading the manual. It was going so incredibly slow. must have been from the other end because my internet was working fine. It took like an hour and a half to download the manual. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was we have weird. some weird CDN issues, but that's weird. Yeah. I mean, everything's working fine on my end. I mean, it was yeah. just that one thing. Yeah. Wherever, whoever, wherever they had it hosted was probably having issues at there. So yeah. That's, that's not normal it was for weird. PDF. No, 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 no. No, it's a hundred and something megabyte PDF. Yeah. You know, it's norm. Should have yeah. downloaded in like two minutes or less. Oh. Yep. But anyway, so I was just putting together stuff that I was like, oh, well, I can figure this out. I don't need a manual for this tail. And I put, oh, I did have one gripe, though, I should say. Um, They go, they glue the bearings in the tail grips, you know, so it's all ready to go. Right. But you really need to take it apart. And I'm glad I did because there was almost no grease in the thrust bearings. Yeah. But I hate taking, like, taking brand new bearings and having to push them out. 
you know, heat it up and everything. Yeah, tap them out or anything. I just hate that. I like. I would much rather than just put the bearings in a bag and let me assemble it to start with. I I understand why they do that because I imagine from what little, well, from what experience I have with seeing people's builds and working on stuff, some people mess that up, get stuff put together wrong. You're talking about thrust bearings and spacers and all that crap. So I kind of understand why they do that. That probably cuts down on people having problems. But it kind of sucks to have to take brand new bearings and press them out. I didn't like that. Hmm. I don't remember doing that at all. Probably never did it. You may not have did it. It says in the manual, you know, it's already assembled and good to go. Yeah. But there was almost no grease in it. I mean... One was basically dry, and the other one had just the tiniest little bit, but not enough to satisfy me. So, okay. That's something to look heard at. heard that, Mike? Not enough to satisfy Andy. That's right. I need lots of lubrication. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, but that's what's it. That is it for me. Okay. All right. Uh, listener pipeline. Okay. We got some. We have lit. Yeah. We, we have, have listener pipelines and I totally fucked up last week and didn't play all of them. So it's 100% oh, my fault. And I apologize. I did not go back far enough because it had been, you know, two weeks, yeah. three weeks, basically. Uh, so we got some to play tonight from like three weeks ago all right are you gonna play him andy or do you want me to play him um you need to play him okay and you guys tell me if you played it last week uh start with the one uh december 18th i think we play i don't remember playing that one okay yeah start there all right, let me see if uh, everything's still going. We here. might have played that because we recorded on the 18th, but I swear I don't remember it. I'd like to speak to the manager. I'm here on the sim night for what is pre-fall RC podcast, and there's only two of us here sitting waiting for you guys. I paid a lot of money for the session, and I, I want a refund. I'm not happy with this service. Give me a call back. Uh, nice. That was left at 7 p.m. We don't get started until 8. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the memo. Uh, he's a little early. Okay. Here's the next one. Hey, Freefall. I just wanted to check in and say that the most recent episode, which I haven't even finished yet, um, is highly entertaining. And I think that uh, Mike D, who Sometimes sucks and sometimes does not suck. Um, <laughs> it's a mar- marvelous addition to the show. So, good job, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. Nice. And thanks, Scott Graham, for letting us know that uh, he would like to speak to the manager. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I'd like Here's- to talk to him about his car's warranty, though. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Man, can you believe it? 2020 is almost over. What the hell is this world coming to? We've gone from helicopters 
to 3D printers to submarines. <laughs> I think maybe possibly Andy and George comparing the size of their units. And George says this is really big. I don't know what's up with that. Also, I'm very concerned that as we do a transition from this year to the next, I'm hoping this has been something like Freefall RC traumatically, psychologically challenged help desk. Maybe that'll be the new thing. But now what is it? Is anybody even answering this call now? I'm thinking that we've gone totally to plankers. Man, this world is fucked up. But that's okay. We've got a new year coming. We're looking forward to a lot of big changes. I just want to say, guys, thanks so much for all that you do. The things that you add to the challenges, the, the I'm sorry, the challenges. Uh, okay, forget that. Scratch that. Edit that. Knock that out, William. The things that you do, man, to keep us happy, give us the latest news and our spectacular hobby. And you continue show after show to give us some cool things to listen to. Hope that all of you and the listeners have a Merry Christmas and have an absolutely terrific New Year. I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got for 2021. It may just all be plankers. I don't know. Planky, plank, plank. Shit. Anyway, guys, <laughs> take care. Happy New Year. See ya. <laughs> nice. Uh, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. I was giving him shit on the sim night. I was afraid. I, I, I said I was really glad that Kevin made it back to Jersey. I was a little bit concerned that Steve was going to have you, you know, through in a hole or <laughs> locked up in a cage or, you know, I didn't know what was going to go on, but I'm glad you made it out of Florida. Yeah. And I'll be back to Florida. I'm not afraid of Florida. No, but you should be afraid of Steve Shaw. That was my uh, point. Oh, I was afraid he would have you locked up down there. Nah. Wouldn't let you go home. Maybe. I think Frank has threatened me with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. And here's the next one. I don't know who called us on Christmas Eve, but thank you for calling us. Jeez. Merry Christmas, three, four guys. And Happy New Year. From... Stay what? Bye. <laughs> That's Steve Weinberg. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Steve. Steve. Awesome. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, too. All right. Uh, and I think I know who this is from, but uh, I'm going to play it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, no plankers for a while. I discovered alcohol. <laughs> a little bit more fun. <laughs> That was from last week, and we actually yeah. played that one. Okay. So we're uh-huh. caught up. Like I said, sorry, guys. I just didn't go back far enough, so my bad. You guys played the... the Send the me other? the hate mail. Yeah, we played the other two. The other two? Okay. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, okay. thanks, everyone. Thanks, thanks everybody, everyone. for calling. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us uh, a voicemail. Get on the show. 973 973- Nine three six eight nine three six. All right. Uh, I guess it's time to wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Facebook likes. We are at one thousand three hundred forty six. That is exactly the same number as last time. So we got no likes this week. Aww. No new likes, I should say. <laughs> but thanks to all the folks that have liked us and continue to support us. Thank you. Yes. Not only did you like us, but we like you. <laughs> there you go. All right. What's next? Facebook uh, comments? 
Yeah, Facebook comments. What do we have? Uh, on the last show, which was 257, which I wasn't on. People seem to like that one for some reason. Maybe because I wasn't on it. Uh, <laughs> Mark Ritchie no said, comment. Welcome back, boys. All the best for 2021. I said, thanks, nice. dude, even though I missed the recording. Satinder. We got to ask him how he pronounces his last name on Friday. Hin- Hinza? I don't know. He said, seems like that Ian guy is becoming a regular. And Eric Bonfig said, Satinder, they must be trying to lower the bar a lot for the start of 2021. <laughs> of course. And I don't know what Rodney Gullet means by this. Maybe somebody called him Rodney Clay. How dare you? And I freaking, I'll laugh at this every time it's, <laughs> every time I see it. It's that freak show with the weird parents that came over and spoke at the UN. How dare you? And it says, Rodney Clay, question mark? How dare you? How dare you? What's her name? Greta Von Sussberg or some shit? <laughs> Greta Von, uh, I'm going to speak about like global that. warming and then well, jump on a private there's a bond, plane. but yeah, something around like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I responded. I said, are you the Rodney from Podbeans? Because we had some comments on Podbean from a Rodney. Okay. And we assumed it was Rodney Clay, but it was probably Rod Gullet. Rodney Gullet. Okay. So I'm sorry, dude. How dare you? I, I know. I, I apologize. How dare you? But he never responded to my comment, so I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we still don't know. Okay. I don't think we'll ever know. We will never know. Did you guys uh, talk about the couple of Facebook Live videos I put on when I was down in the southern um, United States? No, we deleted those. Wait, okay. you were you're on Facebook Live? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I was Facebook Live. In- uh, I think we did mention those, actually. Yeah. You can Steve Shaw. You can see right. Steve Shaw fly the legendary Kraken that he won at Urchin. It's actually yes. flying, and he, he flew it pretty good. Yeah, and he flew it. Mm-hmm. You know, I bust, we all bust Steve's shops about the time frame in which he puts these helicopters together, which is like probably can be described in an eon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> a score. A score. <laughs> a score. <laughs> <Four scores. laughs> but uh, both his helicopters that he had there flying when I was down there, dude, were they were they were like a well-oiled clock, well-oiled watch, whatever you want to say. Uh, they sounded great. Uh, they just sounded really good, man. Yeah. And he may be slow, but he does it right. Yeah, exactly. And you can see Frank uh, trying that. Well, I caught like the last two seconds of Frank Otto in uh, his his uh, Goblin Nitro, which I thought was the Kraken Nitro at first. Dude, I saw Frank Otto a Nitro from like. It was like two, three hundred yards. It was way out there, and he hit throttle hold, and he came in nice and slow, man. And I was like, "Oh man, what's he gonna land in the freaking weeds?" And he uh-huh. kind of wound up coming down, working with the wind and bringing it right down front of him. I was, I was, I was nice. amazed at that. He did a really good job. Sweet. They're both doing good, man. That's awesome. And that's it. I saw a free fall RC uh, sticker down at. Yeah, Frank's we mentioned field. that. Oh. That was. Fantastic. Yep. That yeah. was down at Franksfield, the Amps Field. Yes. Yeah, cool. The most southern sighting of a free fall sticker. Nice. And uh, why is there a dude that looks like Bill Ann talking to Frank? That's Don Shaw. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe that's Florida's Bill Ann. 
I don't know. I think it's kind of favors him. He he does look like him in that picture. I don't want to insult him though. <laughs> yeah. By saying yeah. that. Sorry, Don. My yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What the hell's going oh, on? God. Next let's here? move on. We're just a disaster. What else we got? Uh, website comments. Did we yeah. have any? Yes. Some from three weeks ago that I didn't do last week. Damn it, Andy. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I'll read, I'll read these. Got one from Eric Shue. And in the subject line, it says, Note from Eric Shue to your Facebook page, Freefall RC Podcast. <laughs> hey, guys. Just wanted to tell y'all that we're in this together. Ugh. Sent from my phone. Please excuse typing and grammar arrows. But he wrote all this out like it was uh, mistyped, but uh, he did it on purpose. <laughs> nice. Okay. Eric, Eric's a nut. I love that <laughs> yeah. dude. He's funny yeah, as shit. Yeah, he's funny. Nice. Uh, the subject, I mean, he sent an email, but even, you know, wrote it to where it was like a Facebook thing or something. I don't know what he's doing. He's got some plan, but it, it's hilarious. Uh, and then we had. Uh, comment from david hill yep. asking about the printer that i got hi my awesome free fall rc friends merry christmas to you and the crew since all of you are doing 3d printing i'm looking for a larger format printer currently i have a let's bot mini like kevin time for a bigger one andy i can't remember what you got so remind me mm-hmm. i sent back i got the artillery x1 sidewinder x1 and let's see. <laughs> Your mileage may vary <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's mostly good reviews, but you never know. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a $400 printer. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So yeah. I always put that in there when people ask me. I was like, I've had great luck with mine. But if you get one, it's a piece of crap. Don't come blaming me because mm-hmm. <laughs> your mileage may vary. <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, in my experience, dude, I think some people just shouldn't have a printer or don't have the troubleshooting. Because you need a lot of troubleshooting yeah. skills when you get a printer. Yeah. Because you just sure. get problems. They're mm-hmm. not. I mean, you say that, but I've had almost no problems. I've never had a clog. I've never had. I've had some stuff not stick. Well, I had to like. But it was usually just sort of like really small things. I started putting a brim around it, like a bigger brim. Right. Mm -hmm. And that helped. Or the bed was dirty and I cleaned it off. So, I mean, that's, I guess, a troubleshooting tip. Right. I mean, a troubleshooting thing I had to deal with. And you even understanding that is beyond. So, I I belong to a group, a CR10 group on Facebook, and it's at least twice a week I see the stepper clicking or, you know, because it's. It's starting to clog, and everybody's like, oh, what is this? Yeah. Why, why is it doing this well? So, yeah, I mean, I guess to your point, maybe, you, yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm just seeing more of it, too, you know? No, no, you're right. I mean, it's like with Haley's. I mean, how many times have you seen people just do shit so completely wrong? You're like, how did you even manage to do that? Yeah, dude, I've done it. <laughs> How did you manage to put uh-huh. two, a three-bladed heli and put two blades on the right way and one blade on upside down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, I, 
Anybody can do that. I still that. don't know how Kevin got the tail belt in through the that, tail boom with the was, push that rod. Took skill. Yes. Yeah. Without using a tool, without using a coat hanger or some type no. of pulley, you know, <laughs> pull system. I unrolled it. I fed it through. With the tail push rod in there. I don't understand. And that's yeah. an Oxy-3. There's not a lot of room in there. No. Yeah. Mm. Talent. I'm telling you. I Talent. Know. I tried to do Pure it again, talent. I think, with the next one I had, but I couldn't do it. Um, you got older. Yeah. <laughs> Wiser. Uh, David wrote back. He said, thanks. He's been eyeing the Prusa i3, uh, the MKS3 yeah. Plus kit, but looks like it's about twice the cost of the yeah, artillery. Yeah, I was about to say it's expensive. Um, I, w- I would also say the the artillery is quite a bit bigger build volume. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. It's a two, let's see, what is it? 300 by 300 by like four or five. 350 right? or 400. Yeah, it's pretty large compared. It's bigger than the Prusa. I think the Prusa is roughly like 220 by 220 maybe or 250 yes. by 250. I think it's 220. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. The Prusa is probably as well, not probably. The Prusa would be a better quality machine. I'm sure of it. Yeah. But you get a lot more volume for half the money. Yeah. And, and these others, so. You know, maybe, maybe the, the component quality is maybe better, maybe better stepper motors, but I don't know. I feel like if you're buying a Prusa, you're also buying the name. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I know that with some of the later models, Prusa, that you could only get the bed uh, when you bought the model. You couldn't get it as a spare part. So I know that was one of the parts. I don't know if that's changed in the last year, but in yeah. my mind, I would go with the artillery. I would go with something bigger. Yeah, yeah, me too. Especially if you're in the RC stuff, you want to build. Yeah, sometimes you want to print some big stuff. So. Yeah, it's nice to have it. I mean, even if you're not using it, just in case. And I'm more mechanically. I like. I like the mechanical leveling. I'll do that. You know, all day long. Um, I'm in uh, an artillery, or uh, you know, a sidewinder group on Facebook. And every day somebody's printing out a full-size Mandalorian helmet. I know, right? I'm kind yeah. of thinking about You couldn't doing do that myself. on a smaller printer. I mean, it just nope. barely fits on this one, but it does fit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, anyway, David's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas, Dave. Uh, Javier said, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Javier. Just wanted to drop a note. Yep. All the best for 2021. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. I think that is it. Okay. Uh, people poppy. Oh, boy. I knew you were going to ask this. People yeah, it's right there next. Podbean. <laughs> that's how I knew. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Not too much going on. I can probably read some of these. Heliman liked episode 233, Independence. Steve Wattenberg. Liked episode 252, fellow podcaster series with Mike DiPaolo. Taylor G169 started following us. TM Titaback started following us. And he also liked episode five, Flight Fest. No, Flight Test. I'm sorry. And episode two, FAA Regulation. Seriously? He's going way back, man. Yeah. And Heliman liked episode. 238, one of my favorites. Uh, Marine one with Lieutenant Colonel Travis Patterson. Nice. Great one. Yeah. Um, okay. And Podbean comments. So we'll roll back about 
five days ago, it looks like. I think the last, yeah. Um, I don't know what this says. PBJ9E6938CVCN said, great show, guys. Keep up the good work. Yep. And then he said, great show, guys. Keep up the good work. Huh. <laughs> Actually, this is the first time he says, keto up the great work. And then the second time he says, keep up the great work. So awesome. We'll keto and keep it up. Nice. Um, so TM title back, title back, title back. Um, I think I know who this is. I think this is Tim. Um, he, yeah, he flies Tim. at the yeah. Fredericksburg field. So, sick. yeah. So five days ago, he says, it's nice to hear about the original, or the, about the original of the show or origin of the show and the time capsule of what you guys were flying at the time. Neat stuff. So I guess that was the flight test episode. Yeah. Um, um, the very first episode, it looks like. The very episode first episode? One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then four days ago, he says, it's crazy to think how long ago this episode was recorded, the episode about the FAA, and we're still dealing with the FAA stuff. Thanks for the show, guys. And three days ago, he says, I can only imagine how much work goes into these shows. Thank you for taking your time to keep it all together, and I'm really enjoying your episodes. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Thanks bro. He started at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is Don't, uh, don't worry, that Tim. They get better. Yeah, marginally better, but yeah, <laughs> they get better around one forty something. <laughs> Wait, is that when Andy came on? Yeah, I think so. Was it? Uh, I don't know. One sixty. I just remember. I mean, no offense, guys, but the first three or four episodes were, you know, it took you a few minutes to figure it out, yeah, which I is mean, normal. How you dare know. you? I'm yeah. sorry. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, awesome. iTunes reviews. Oh, crap. What there do we got? N- there is nothing new on iTunes. Thank you, Andy. Uh, iTunes is, um, I know, it's Apple. Not everyone likes iTunes, but we need to get some more reviews. Come on. We check it. You know, sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I like to get a new iTunes review to read. Maybe something funny. I don't know. Okay, so drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freeforc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Check out our webpage, freeforcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production other than flight test podcast, freeforc podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hilda Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Fellow podcasters, we have the Heliheads podcast with Kevin. Um, oh, geez, let's see if I can do this now, right? Oh boy, it's been Kevin, too many Mike, weeks. Scott and um, Damn. and Dan. Hello, my friend. Oh, oh wow, freaking! <laughs> why did I spit? I was gonna call him Paul. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> All right. I only broke bread with a guy and had a you I know, know right. <laughs> life changing conversation. Life changing about helicopters with him. Life changing. All right. We have the Telerotor podcast. Um, that's three mics and a Robert. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Rich. <laughs> and a Rich. Sorry. Uh, BKRC podcast. That's Bert and Kyle. Geez, can I screw this up any worse? Mm-hmm. Ice Roundtable. That's yes, with a new episode BK had. What was it called? We're all getting raw. 
that's basically what it was called. Yeah. Mm. Something raw, yes. <laughs> we're no no sin, suntan lotion, and we're all burnt raw. I don't know. I don't know what it was called. RC round table is with Fitz Terry and Lee. Mm-hmm. RC after hours. RC after hours is with Andre. Yeah, high voltage with Mister Watts. Skids up is with Javier, Frank, and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And run it down under. That's with Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff Smart. Uh, Park Flyer Podcast. That's with two mics and a J, Ian. Houdini RC Podcast. That's with Richard Houdini and um, Kenny Sierra, right? Uh And make sure you check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Is he still around? It's 2021. Yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling I haven't seen much from him, though, so. I haven't seen much from him either. And I don't want to get him startled, so I'm kind of glad I'm kind of keeping it low-key. So, yeah, I don't want to startle him and he'll come out of hiding, you know? And then I'll, then I'll be like, oh, crap, here he is. Yeah, then you'll regret saying anything, right? I yeah. That's like, hey, Kevin, you know, I was shooting uh, galaxies the other night, and and I'm like, uh-huh, 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 blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. It ends up being wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I'm going to go flying, Bill. I come back, and he's still talking about F-stops. and. Uh, let, let me tell you my settings for the nebula. The nebula, Lizer. Nebulizer. Nebulizer. I have a nebulizer <laughs> while I'm shooting nebulas. Oh my god! How funny is that, you asshole? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! We're such a bunch of dicks. Because that's what he does. He he's like, "Hey, Kevin, how's it going, you asshole?" Like he just. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. He gives it right back to me, big mm-hmm. time. Yep. <laughs> All right. Love you, Bill. Okay, thanks to our listeners. We are Skies. Oh, it's good to have Kevin back. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Yeah, I so really st- thought Steve Shaw would have kidnapped you by now. So, Steve, you said you wanted uh, some funny iTunes reviews. Like, funny how, like, I really thought Steve Shaw would have kidnapped you by now. So, Steve, you said you wanted uh, some funny iTunes reviews. You like funny how? Like our listeners are a clown? They amuse you? Mm -hmm. Like ha ha funny. I want them to amuse me, make me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. My favorite part of the the whole fucking podcast thing is about half to two thirds of the way through. Every time Steve gets bored, so he starts saying them in weird ways oh, uh, the list the, uh, the other yes. podcast yeah the other podcast yeah. <laughs> you ever notice you do that you, yeah. you start out normal and then about halfway through you I can tell your attention spans get leaving so you mm-hmm. start changing it up and throwing different voices <laughs> to read them out yeah yeah to, to make it different because people I don't know I think I think a lot of people thought we pre-record this part yeah, I know uh, Walt thought 
we did that when we had him on the show. He's like, holy yeah. shit, you guys read that every every time? Why the fuck don't we pre-record it? That's my question. Because we got bust Bill Ann's chops every yeah, time we, in a different we, way. I, I, I like doing it live. I'm just thinking this yeah. funny. <laughs> oh, hey, now. Hey, now, now. Sounds like, hey, now, you kids, help my lawn. We call it a yard down here because we're unsophisticated. Okay. I was out in the yard the other day. I was, I was sitting in the parlor and I saw somebody in the yard. Well, you see, I was sitting on the front porch in the rocking chair just having a sit. <clears throat> Mom was inside in it's the crazy parlor. Some bitches come driving up the driveway. She was putting coffee cups on the credenza. <laughs> Obviously didn't see the sign. What's the story? I tried to buy parts and it not work. I, I tried to buy parts and it not work. It's, not, it's a crook. <laughs> it's a no good. Yeah. Italian Masons. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> They're always like, "We the best." The yeah, you do the, the you did the Tower of Pisa. How come that's leaning? Well, that's that's a no good. We don't do that. It's a foundation <laughs> problem, was, not our fault. That'd be outside a contract. It's not <laughs> us. <laughs> I don't think Andy likes the sound of those three letters together. I think that's yeah. the whole problem. It just doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Raw. Not you gotta open my, up your throat too I much. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> My southern accent is what fucks it up. Raw. 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 Yeah, you add a lot of syllables to it. I can't say it. And up north, we just delete half the word. Oh, you got the goblin raw? Raw. 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 Get raw. Get the raw. Get the raw, bro. Are you saying raw? Like raw kebab? <laughs> yeah. R A H? When I say it, it I, I, it's like I add like raw. It's almost like an like, L added on the bottom. I don't. I'm trying not to. Raw. 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 It's just hard for me to say. I fucking hate it. Andy, are you trying to say raw? <laughs> I'm trying to, but I'm doing a bad job. Stop because it's hurting oh, my I ears can't. when you try to say yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh we got to try to make you say it every single like, sentence. It's hurting my ears. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> and welcome to 2021. Ah. 2021. Love Fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite the name, dude, I actually like the looks of the goblin. The yeah, I like the heli. Cool. Yeah, I it looks really one. cool. And uh, I told Andy earlier, Steve, that I got to make sure I don't say, well, how does the small heli compare to the large <laughs> heli? Because he was like, well, how the frig do you think it compares to? Are you seriously asking? <laughs> I how don't small remember that, I swear. Compares I don't to even it? remember that. <laughs> I believe I said something like that, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I was like, geez. I'm sorry, Kevin. I know I asked stupid questions. <laughs>